is such a good. If we needed merch, that would be the I Miss Susan on a t shirt. It's such, such a good brand. I Miss Susan on your shirt. That'd be on hats and shirts. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. Dude, I keep wanting to in- introduce a Chinese accent to my stand-up. I think there's oh, been a lot of Oh, it's me, Andrew Wolfer. Mate, I, we were talking about that here. psychiatrist and I was like, fuck, if only you could do the accent, hey. It'd be so good. <laughs> to the it's psychiatrist? So yeah, yeah, I want to do that. I was going to do that story, man. I, I had, man, I, I didn't end up having gigs this weekend. You couldn't believe it. Really? No one booked you? You finally could, lost n- it. No, I was actually booked. And then mm-hmm. it was, um, there's a new booker there because the guy's been dumped for, who knows, probably theft, I don't know, like the old booker. Do we, know, we, don't, we don't know why yet. Well, in my head, I, I imagine him just uh, emptying a t- t- uh, cash register into a backpack, but I, I've never heard. <laughs> so probably, he probably just moved on. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a big problem. But it uh, ended yeah, yeah. abruptly. But the new booker, he fucking, mm. he messaged me on Friday and goes, hey, bad news, mate, I'm, I would like to bump in brackets, am bumping you for tonight. And I said, oh, fucking, he said, I overbooked. I said, well, like, whatever. And then mm. I found out it was to get one of his mates on, one of the, the guys from Sydney. Really? No, but the thing that, so I'm fuming because then I, I went to the lounge to, to make sure, like, to see what was happening, but I was too drunk from, so I was <laughs> slurring. I didn't end up talking to the owner. Uh, well, I might have, but do you know what I mean? It was. But then, then I woke yeah. up in the morning and I thought, you know what? I bet this booker said that I had cancelled and said I had something else on and then still showed up to the gig. So I was like, I still need to work that out. But then last night, um, I would have been on. It was the whole Survivor crew, the whole cast. The story went full arc. Luke Tolkien, the golden boy, they're all in the crowd. It could have been, um, do you know what I mean? Like uh, the tie-in. I would have been able to hang out with them. They're all drinking there. I mean, the people, the people who from Survivor, when you were trying to get on there. Yeah, the entire cast of Survivor in WA, Harry the Ice Cream oh. Man, they all came to watch. So I've been going week after week. I'm there every week performing to degenerate uh, sort of um, pensioners and God knows what, two-tooth <laughs> fucking morons. The first week where it would have been fun, it's like, oh, there's that fucking golden god or whatever. I'm off yeah. from a random bumping. My, my luck continues, dude. So I just I had nothing <laughs> on all weekend. And it's fucking rude, man, because, like, it's paid. I had other gigs. I had other gigs that I could have taken and got paid. Mate, you, mate, you, got, you got other offers. Other people want you. You're in demand, you know. You're turning them down to stay loyal to the lounge. I had to cancel a haircut at Warwick Shops. Do you know? There's lots of things. Yeah, for months, in. apparently. I had things <laughs> booked in. appointment. <laughs> I had my psychiatrist. Fuck, man. We're back. This is back after Christmas. Hey, the first one back. Oh, fuck. It is the first one back after Christmas. No, no, I didn't. No, maybe it is. Dude, the timeline's not matched up. People are wanting their pound of flesh. They're like, what's, how's Wolfie's mental health? Well, it wasn't good. Do you know what I mean? It was a horrible Christmas. No, you didn't have a good you didn't have a good Christmas, did you? Well, it's never good, man. I like 
It's, it's like, <laughs> when like was a left- the last when was the last Christmas that was good? Well, it feels like leftovers because you try fashion together like a family Christmas, but it's just you and two boys eating red rooster <laughs> behind a fucking asbestos <laughs> fence. And you, you have memories of like the most fucked up kid at your school saying, like, yeah, yeah mum and dad have split. I live in a duplex. How was how was Christmas? And they're like, oh, we had Red Rooster again. And I'm like, always oh, the drug addled thief in your school. And then I'm just looking at my two yeah. boys staring, going like, they're excited. That's what's good about kids. They're excited about anything. I'm like, have some more gravy and mash. We're killing it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I love Christmas. Christmas is the time of joy. What, Dad? The full half chicken? That's great. This is a great Christmas. Dude, if they, if they saw like a screenshot of everyone else's Christmases, they would just burst into tears and run off into their bedrooms. They're like, what? What the fuck? These guys, what? What? They had a slip and slide and, and the, gra- the uncle dressed up as Santa. And, you know, that's what I always liked about Christmas was um, when you went back to school and the little prick that had a rich dad had got better gifts than you. And it, yeah. made, you, it made you cynical of the whole idea. It was like the good boy gets the best. And I'm like... No, the guy that bites dicks in the sandpit got the fucking skeletal cast. You know, he got it. He got Especially it. when you're still believing in Santa, right? That, you believe in Santa right. and you believe in the magic of generosity and like, there's this guy that gives you presents. You see your dad driving or g- getting a bus to work at, uh, at an accounting firm and you're like, well, I'm sure Santa will see our plight. And reward us yeah. handsomely with a Nintendo Xbox. And then you open it up and there's some <laughs> tennis balls and some fucking big W shoes. <laughs> and you're like, this world sucks. It's not fair. Why is that fuckhead from school, the little Jewish boy, why is the little Jewish boy in the, the Beamer, he's waving at me and I go around to his house and I'm like, what the fuck's all this gear? Santa's a fucking dickhead. I'm like, what the fuck? He dumped ha- half my presents at your house, it appears. Like, it doesn't add <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I was telling the kids, my, my nieces, was um, the idea, and I'd got it off David Hughes, but it was the, David H. Hughes, but it was um, Santa. I kept asking them, I'm like, why does Santa, when he leaves your roof, fly off towards the moon? I'm like, he's got to do the neighbor's house. It doesn't make any <laughs> fucking logistical sense. And they were like, oh, you're right. I'm like, why has he got the reindeer and then flies off when he's doing house by house? I'm wait, like, wait, is this, you're saying, you're saying this to your nieces? I said, I always found it weird because every time I see a footage of Santa, he's always flying off. And I'm like, he's an idiot. He's got to do all the neighbors. He should really be on foot. It just doesn't make sense that you would fly up towards the moon and then straight back down. To, to do the are next under, But are you are, you're undermining you're undermining the idea of Santa to your own relatives? I, no, they laughed, and I was just like, "Oh, he's a bit of a dummy, isn't he?" The way he flies off, and I'm like, "What about your right, neighbours? Yeah. What about little Kerry, your na- your friend? Why is he flying off when he obviously hasn't done their chimney yet?" He's either getting fuck all or little neighbour Kerry. Santa's got to go back to the moon, and he's refilling the sack. He's he's got he's got all of Kerry's presents there who had to be stored on them. There's so many of them. Kerry, little Jewish boy Kerry. <laughs> Next oh, Kerry, with little with baby Kerry Packer and, and the tennis court. Santa, Santa didn't have room in the sack, so he had to he had to take a couple of trips back to the moon, where he's been storing all the rich kid toys. It has to be one of the meanest uh, ideas for a poor family, because you really feel like the the chips are stacked against you. Because you're like, even the magical guy in the sky won't even fucking give us a leg up. It so yeah. sucks. I'm like, what's wrong with us? Are we it's fucking- the opposite of every Christmas movie to boot. Did we, did we sin in a prior life? 
And then, but you know what's good is you can actually fill the sacks with garbage from Big W because of Chinese sweatshops. Well, I was gonna ask, what did you, what did you get your kids for Christmas? Well, man, I actually had a good Christmas because I obviously all my money is always in stocks because ultimately we rise with that. But I, mm. um, I had a couple of corporates. I had to do a real estate agent, thirty people for a grand, and it was in um, just they did they had drinks, and then I arrived. And they were just uh, sitting out the back of their real estate agent at five o'clock, and you just uh, you, you do a set to thirty um, <laughs> Capone Young, I think the company was called, and then mm. you just start yelling, going, uh, "I fucking I lost it all!" I'd kill myself if it wasn't for my superannuation. <laughs> Dude, comedy on that scale is like having a breakdown at a family picnic because it's like there's no setup for comedy. And you just suddenly on stage going like, I feel like I should be blackout drunk. And it's, it's not, but like, it's not a stage. It's like they're in the conference room and they've like moved the, the table back a little bit so you can be in the front. It was worse than that, man. They had the wind, they had the slide doors and they opened those up and they all sat in the back sort of smoking area outdoors. And they just sort of sat yeah. around on eskies and some were standing and they were all sp- spread out. And then I just went like, yes, Johnny! <laughs> and I love the moment because the only way a corporate would work, I got it off Pete Rosestorm, that, that, uh, the guy from Kip, Kath and Kip. He, he referred yeah, me yeah. on. But the only way it really works is when they go, oh, my God, it's the guy from Kath and King. It's yeah, more yeah, like yeah, a fan. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, Kath and Kim. Oh, how are you? And then it's like, oh, it's someone famous that's come and hung out with uh, losers like us. And they're just uh, lifted, going like, oh, dreams are real. Santa will bring us a good <laughs> present one year. We've actually <laughs> shaken hands with a guy that uh, re- read someone else's lines or whatever they do yeah. on TV. Haggy's, Haggy's told me some nightmare stories where, like, someone will, someone will see him and they'll like him a lot uh, or they've seen him on TV uh, and then they'll, they'll book him for a corporate. But, like, they're the... Like they're the, they're the smart one at a fucking a tradie business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like a it's like a union gig, and there's like four hundred pissed twenty five year old fucking uh, uh, concrete layers there. And the one guy who was like, "This guy's amazing. He's got some really insightful ideas." Who's booked him? And then Haggy shows up, and it's four hundred people who are like, "Why do we have to listen to this cunt for twenty? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I remember having corporates before I did comedy and you're like PwC and then you just see some fat red-nosed guy you'd never heard of and um, I was just in shock. I'm like, what is this? This is like getting the ugly stripper. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, Because I, I was talking to people like, you can't claim to be a comedian because they should never ask. If they go, what mm. do you do? And you go, you're a comedian. By default, you're not a comedian because – it's a job mm. that relies on a profile. So if you don't have a profile, then you're basically an open micer in a delusion. Do you know? And yeah. Ultimately end up homeless. But dude, yeah. you know what is funny is my favourite moment is you'd get Pete Rosehorn or you get the guys off TV, but what people forget is they're an actor with a script. So then you yes. get their version of the creator's writing. So it's like, yeah, how are you going? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I've been down the shops with Shazza. We've had some cigarettes. And I'm like, oh, it's sort of right. But the payoff, <laughs> the payoff isn't as good as when the, the, the great, the, the fat guy in the Star Wars shirt, the writer that yeah. originated all the ideas. Like, we're, yeah, sort of, yes, yeah, he was sort of, it was like it, but there's something off. Do you know, he's, he's sort of in character, 
But um, the the writing wasn't. It wasn't like the edited stuff. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always it's always going to be a disappointment, man. The worst one I ever heard uh, was this uh, this comic. I know got booked for a gig in a factory. This must have been years ago for someone to fucking even conceive of agreeing to do this. Got booked in a factory, showed up, spent the first like hour pretending, like milling milling about, pretending like he worked mm. there, and then uh, like got up on a milk crate in the middle of the day in this fucking oh factory gosh. warehouse in uniform and started doing a gig to the like confusion of everyone else working oh there. It's like, gosh, why is this man. why is this fucking lever puller that we've never seen before up on a milk crate and what's he talking about his fucking dog for? Dude, this just reminds me of the one I heard Becky Lucas say that she had to go to a food court in Brisbane. And then I think they just stood up on a table. And it was oh, part of it was no. part of like a fucking sandwich shop or something like way to get people in there. So basically, <laughs> she's just in a mall at a food court and then just stood up on a table and started yelling at Which is just a hysterical <laughs> woman screaming in a food court. And it's just like basically a crazy homeless person that's yeah, got out yeah, of control. Yeah. People yeah. are ringing 911 and go like, dude, there's like this fucking junkie is yelling in the food court and someone's paying her like a few grand. It's basically, the thing is you can't complain about it because you know it's a smash and grab. It never works. Comics are always like, oh, it didn't work out, but we know it won't work. They go like, what's, what's the agenda? Okay, two o'clock in um, where? A warehouse in Wangara. Like I did, you know what I mean? I had a boxing one and they go, we're going to get you up on the boxing stage I arrived oh. over Christmas and it was 80% kids yelling, uh, kids kicking balls around. And then the few boxes, there was a guy that's won like the world title eight times. He's chatting and you're sort of having barbecue. Help yourself have another snagger. Thanks so much for getting this guy. It's going to be so good. And then they're trying to crack jokes with you. And because you're like annoyed to be there, you're very sort of, yeah. Yeah, so you're really off on a bad tip. You know what I mean? How long you done comedy? And I'm like, too long. This fucking (laughs) sucks. I'm like, don't want a hot dog? And I'm like, nah, man. I want to be able to run so I can get the fuck out of here. I don't want any food in my stomach when I run off with your money. You can tell it immediately, the shock on their face where they're like, what? We don't recognise them. And then the first joke is some shit about... uh, malignant cancer or some shit and you see kids like what's going on and you're like your dad will know about that that fucking fucking around on the crack pipe isn't he and then you're sort of like oh no i'm in the crack pipe gear and the kid's looking what's a crack pipe and you're like you'll find out look at your fucking shit family you better learn to box a lot of you're gonna owe a lot of people money when you're older man speaking of shit families and to tie into something that we talked about at uh, previously, uh, I, uh, I, I started doing some, uh, some minor woodworking, um, after, uh, getting a little taste, building the, the soundproof. What do you mean? Portable, uh, screens behind me. I've been doing woodworking, man, in my garage. I bought a circular saw. Uh, I made a jig. I oh think that's what my. it's called. Dude, woodwork. Aren't you scared of losing a finger? Because terrified of we it. We had a guy in year, year 10. And uh, we were all pissing around. He, he, he like I wasn't at this, but my brother and them were in that year. And he um, pissing around with, and he lost his index finger. Is this at school? Like the school would would, would It's just shop? off. Like in home ex, you, yeah. you're just throwing flour and shit around. There, it was just like 
And then he was immediately teased for it because he had lost it. But it was sort of like, <laughs> you know, a little slip up. We're only making key rings. And the poor cunt yeah, doesn't yeah. have a finger now for the rest of his life <laughs> yeah. because these idiot kids going through puberty. He just got like testosterone. You think he got an A? Like a, a dude? He actually got a he got a, a like a hundred and fifty grand payout. Like a finger's worth about one hundred and fifty from the school, dude. It's on the insurance. And what was good is then wait, the, wait, which which finger did he lose? It was the index, so it, it fucked up his writing. And, and yeah, index you want 154. Because, like, I'd take 150 for a pinky, you know? Like, you, you ever do that thing where you think about which body parts you'd get rid of for how Dude, much? Well, this is what I was saying. <laughs> the, the, then the hot gossip around school was, like, people were thinking about taking a finger off to get the money because we're from a poor <laughs> suburb. They're like, what a fucking scam. Like, mate, have you seen Tom? Mate, every, everyone's so nice. His parents are so nice to him now. Every Christmas is a huge blower and he got a Game Boy. They're like, they've got those fucking <laughs> multicoloured lights in their barbecue area now. You know, the, 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 the multicoloured globe lights. They've got an outdoor TV. They've got an outdoor TV so they can watch it, the TV on their balcony. No one ever had that, but that was always the big thing was a pagoda or some outdoor space. Like they'd get a roof and then multicolored lights. And that was when you knew someone had had a, a win on the dogs. They're like their sort of red big thing has a, we've got a, a sunken outdoor space with a barbecue. <laughs> it was like, that was the Elon Musk for our area. We're like, fuck. Yeah. Logan's fucking loaded. They got a fucking pagoda. <laughs> Is it pagoda or some shit? What's it called? Pagoda? I, ca I can't remember, man. I'm not, uh, I'm not well versed in my outdoor patio areas. Dude, you know what the thing was? People were saying like, you could just take your, as long as you don't lose your wanking hand, it's worth it. Hey, it's like, but it's yeah. actually the dumbest move because everyone that went to my school was ultimately going to end up working in a trade, waking up to the, the sunrise. I was like, get used to it, mate. You are going to do, you'll be doing 90 hour weeks by the time you're 16. Hey, you yeah, know what but I mean? Mate, you only, you only need the one finger to flip off the, uh, to flip off the apprentice, right? That's all you really need. You can pull the, you can pull the trigger with the middle finger. You can, uh, you can flip off people from your ute with the middle finger. That's the only Dude, one you worry about. All you need is a, a chest bump to knock them into the cement mixer. Like, you don't even need hands. <laughs> you, got, you don't even need arms, man. <laughs> I must say, though, like, working outdoors weathers a cunt. Like, they're people that I've seen from my school and they look like Oliver, like a chimney sweep. Like, I'm looking yeah. at them. I see them down at the crane shops and I'm like, they've got the black lung because their eyes look, you know, their skin looks like boot leather. It's thickened <laughs> because they've been listening to 92.9 in the sun. And drinking yeah. fucking monster, monster energy oh, one of, drinks. One of those old paint-covered radios. <laughs> they have to go out and get batteries for it every couple of weeks. Dude, and they've always got um, a T-shirt that's been wet in water that they wrap around their head because it's 43 degrees. <laughs> and they're like, harden the fuck up. And yeah. they basically, it's their, their life is worse than what you'd have in a prison. Like even in a prison, yeah. they wouldn't have you working outdoors in the 42. <laughs> I see these poor cunts laying bricks and I'm like, dude, just rob a shop and get into a jail. Like your life sucks. You'd be better well, off man, in a prison where you got to... Dalton and I were at Bunnings yesterday talking about this. Uh, like, and we're, we're looking for... Um, like we got some PVC piping to store the banners for the shows in. Yeah. Because uh, we've been using cardboard for ages. What are you building, man? A stage and stuff like that? 
Oh, like at the, a, a road case at the moment um, and some, some other bits and pieces. Fuck, um, I hate wood, man. Whenever you come to a house and they got wooden wooden furniture, do you know, it always looks so cheap to me. Don't you hate when you got like a wooden TV cabinet? <laughs> it seems like trash. You know where they polish up the wood? Look, all, all my all my shit's wood, if you can see it. Yeah, but nice wood, man. But you know those... Oh, right, like the Ikea stuff? I still think wood always looks... It reminds me of my childhood, like, because wood is... I don't know. No, you know what I mean. Like there's cheap types of woods, but that pine sort of fucking, you know, the trait, the thing that's got the the cabinet underneath, and then a display thing where you put like porcelain dolphins and shit. Do you know? Like it's almost yeah, like a yeah. bookshelf above it, and just this yeah. random thing that holds like your teapot, crockery, and then above it, there's a few yeah. plates of the queen and a fucking porcelain dolphin that if you touch yeah. they lose their mind like put it down it's fragile I'm like, ah. it's like pokemon for this old 70 year old she goes it's very valuable i'm like dude dude you need you've got a mental health problem that you've formed a connection with a fake fucking porcelain animal you know those glass animals so many yeah. old women have them in their little cabinets and they, if you if you you go in there and shake the cabinet, and they almost have a fucking hernia. Have you ever done that? You just shake it a bit. And yeah, and it's, like, it's just it's all it's all tat. It's just ten dollar tat. It's like what is this? They're like, oh, it's a glass cherub. I found oh. I found it at the op shop. It's isn't it isn't it beautiful? The favorite move is to move them around a little bit. I always do it. They leave the room, and you sort of put the dolphin on a different shelf. <laughs> So that they, you think in their insane mind, they think like, if you love something enough, it comes to life. Like fucking, like Pinocchio. I stroke it at night. You know? Now that my vagina doesn't work. Oh, whatever, whatever maybe not. I stroke that instead of my, my dust bag vagina. Is it, the, uh, is it the vagina gets too dusty and then they start getting into the porcelain animals and Dude, stuff? Dude, generally what they do is they actually have a cat and they rub it like, do you know, do, do you, every time I imagine an old woman, she's on like a chair with a knitted blanket that she's made herself with a cat on it, stroking it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they, that's what they like, staring at their dolphins? Well, I just think that like at what, at what point do you start collecting? Because, you know, actually I have met those people in their 20s, but the 20-year-old the, the version of it is like you go into their apartment uh, and it's like a little, it's a little two bedroom place um, that they got after the breakup and it's, yeah, been going, yeah, yeah. it's actually been going really well. Uh, and it's all the, like the, the driftwood and like the, like the, the bowl and it's full of like just silver balls of different sizes and oh. the, like the classic live, laugh, love on man. the wall. Like, yeah, knickknacks. It's all knickknacks, it's, and you, you get older, and at some point, you that switches it to like the little glass dolphins and the. At what age do you start the pursuit of shiny trinkets? It has to be the moment you give up on your dreams. Hey, when you go to a post office and buy spoons with the queen's head on it. I think those are the people who are on the verge of having an introspective thought. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're that like they're walking around, and this they all they almost start to feel something. And they're like, oh, what's I, what's what what is the meaning of of? Oh no, look, it's fine. Don't worry, I could get a decorative plate here, and maybe oh, that'll fix it. Dude, it's so that is good. And they get the decorative plate, and they just push it down. It and it's something they can control. Like they they, mm. they couldn't control their marriage, they couldn't control their kids, and then they just know that that porcelain shelf 
is the one area that they know that it will remain, you know, it's true. It's their only sort of safe space. Or, for, yeah, maybe for like a, a more matriarchal uh, grandmother type, you know, you've, you, you, have, you have the family and you have all these responsibilities, right? Mm. And then they leave, they flee, everyone's gone, and then it just slowly dwindles down until they've got the one shelf and when the kids come around for Christmas, they're like, don't you fucking touch that! And don't that's the last thing that they've got. Get out of the good lounge with the green carpet. It used to be like, like get home at this time, you do this, you get your grades up, you're doing this thing, and like, where have you been, Roger? I hope you haven't been down the fucking pub again. <laughs> and now they're 75, and they're like, don't touch my shelf. It's the one thing I've got left, it's the shelf. I've got a stranglehold on this fucking shelf. That's the one thing. And the, the thing I love about it is because no one else is invested in it. Like, they can never show it to anyone. And when you're, a, a, uh, you're the grandkid, you're like, oh, you whisper in their ear, I can't wait to throw this out when you die. <laughs> I'm going to mini-skip this shit an hour after you're in the grave, you bitch. <laughs> That's my favourite thing is when it's like you've – I mean, it's in a way it's kind of, it's kind of beautiful because uh, it's not – like, like they've created their own importance for the stuff. Like it, ha- it has no sentimental value. It's not like it was passed down to them. Yeah, yeah. It's like they got, they found an ornamental plate at, at, at like a Kmart, like a set, and they're like, "This is, oh this is for God, me. This dude. is going, this is going up on the shelf." I just imagine where does it go once they pass away? It's all thrown out, right? I would just love to see. Oh, fuck yeah! You know how they they line up. Uh, Golf ball, but you know, but bo- you know what? It, through 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 tears, like the kids are there, and they're like, "Oh, mum loved this. These, these two cherubs holding hands. Mum loved oh. mum loved the Syl- Sylvanian families that she carefully displayed in, in a, in a oh, nativity scene behind the glass. And We've then they're crying, and then someone brings around the big garbage bag, and they just sweep it off the shelf and go, "Who's get Who's getting the batch?" Who's getting the, who's yeah, getting yeah, the holiday yeah. house? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And they've, they've got that stitch craft, you know, the home sweet home where they've knitted it. Do you know the, uh, the tapestry? Yes. What, what's that shit? Where it's like uh, a chimney with a little bit of smoke. Home sweet home. Dream start, <laughs> that, in, dream start in a good house. Is that crocheting? Crochet? Dude, but what I was saying, I was like to see how many they are because do you know how they get like footballs and say like, if you line a football up, you could go to the moon and back. I'd like to see dolphin, porcelain, elephants and see how many times you could get to the moon and back with these people's fucking deranged obsession for product. And you go like, we could go 300,000 times there and back with old women's dolphin, porcelain uh, ornaments, ornamentals. Uh, they, you know what they call? They try to dole it up. They always go, mm. it's ornamentals. Yeah, yeah, the ornamentals. She collects ornamentals. <laughs> dude, dude, they're so sad, man. It is sad. My name is Carrie, and I am from Carrie's Kitch Inn, the home of the kitschiest kitch in all Australia. Are you in the market for a porcelain dolphin? Maybe. You need a bowl full of silver balls that are all different sizes for your coffee table. We also have driftwood that I found down near the beach. If you live, laugh, love like I do, get on in to Kerry's Kitchen. We don't sell kitchen supplies or microwaves, 
but we do sell plates that have pictures of baby angels on them for $45 each. You can find us just next to the Boost Juice at Westfield Helensvale. Carrie's Kitch Inn. We don't sell kitchen stuff. It is very sad because it's that hoarder, hoarder mindset and... I'm one of two extremes. I it's fancy, fancy hoarder, fancy hoarder. It's like they've uh, they've doled it up with a bit of lipstick. I was a hoarder and kept everything, but then when I had all this shit go down in the last three years, there's nothing more liberating than just throwing your worldly possessions just in a bin. Do you know what I mean? Like you just grab and you you grab like your old your your basketball mitt, these weird NBA cards that you thought would be worth money, a Pictionary set. <laughs> And you just fucking throw it in a bin fire and go like, fuck off. It's over, man. Throw your stupid He-Man thing. Just throw it in the skip hey, and, and move out. I had a big drawer uh, full of stuff and it was full of like, you know, teenage love letters and cards and little bits and pieces that friends and girls and whoever had given to me. And then uh, when I, I was, uh, yeah, I went to Canada, moved, uh, moving out of home. Uh, and like, I remember opening the drawer and going, Oh, where am I going to put all this stuff? And then I walked it out and dumped it all in the bin and thought, Oh, great. I don't, I have no, I have no tether anymore. You know what I mean? Like this, this actually didn't mean anything to me. Like, dude, it's, it's like squeezing a (laughs) pimple. The the weight lifts from you. That's why I think in a lot of places you, you have that house fire, they cry, but it's actually a very cathartic, liberating moment to free yourself from these shitty possessions. Do you know that like they cry for a bit, but then I reckon mm. six months later, they're in a new apartment, some new fresh trinkets, <laughs> some shiny trinkets. <laughs> Today, they'd actually, actually feel quite good about it. It's the freedom to start again. You know, dude, it's this, this is the, the beginning of Fight Club. It's the whole uh, premise for Fight Club. Yeah, we're always stealing from movies, man. But you know what I think would be good is dropping in a fake note with your nan that she had written that, you know, like that, that would be satanic or something like Satan spawn. They're all gremlins. They're all motherfuckers. And you see it sort of in their writing and they go like, nan's <laughs> fucking dangerous. Hey, I want to shoot. I want to sh- do a fucking, um, a, a, a group shooting at a mall, <laughs> you know, write some dark <laughs> shit that comes out. You're like, what is this? Do you mean like you go you go through the sentimental box and like you find all the letters that they were that your grandparents were sending to each other? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would like to do it. Say my mum passed away. I drop in a few extra notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you find you find the box and it's like, oh, there was that time that uh, that that granddad was away for the war and they were writing to each other every week. And then you do a fake from from grandma oh, being that's like, it, man. I can't believe you've stuck me with these kids. I fucking hate them. I want to drown, Andrew. Oh, I love it. And it would help you to move on. And then there's just pictures of severed testicles that she's mutated and you just random drawings. And you're like, oh, my God. And then like, how was it going through her stuff? Yeah, it was emotional. And, you you know, you also get a quite a bit of insight into the, the person that we didn't really know. She had a whole diary just filled with... Like scra- scrawled writing of insane murderous fantasies oh, that she had. She had she had drawn Satan like in uh, with heavy black that you know when they do it over the top. But yeah, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, I I don't know the the thing is no one really cares. That's the truth of it. About what? Well, you pack it up, but then you know what I mean. Your friends all give you a tap on the back, and then they go, "Well." 
Do you know, you got to get on with it. You know, time will heal it. We've got to keep pushing through. What I've realised with, with what's happened with me is there's only uh, a short leash of compassion or, or patience for someone else's mm. pain. And then eventually it's like, well, get living, get busy living or get bu- busy dying. You know, we, we've had enough of your divorce story arc. And it's sort of more like, oh, fucking chin up. We're, we're doing the Christmas bonbons. Chin up. You know, don't be such a downer, Debbie Downer. I love how it's placating until the until you've had enough, and then you you just kind of repeating back things you've heard other people say. Well, oh, oh. well, it gets it gets better, mate. So, like, how about you uh, have a fucking beer and have a shut beer, the fuck mate. up about it. <laughs> you know, and I like I, I um the, the the story ends up becoming like. He's doing nothing to help himself. He won't help himself, so you end up attacked. It's like he's, <laughs> nothing's changed. It's years on. He's divorced. He's lost the money. He's, why is he not? He's not doing anything to help himself. You get some fucking, you know, like Lexi pros. You, you get some running. Get some mindfulness. You know, like I don't see him working. He's not eating well, not veggies. And then suddenly you're under attack because what they want is to continue playing happy families or the party to continue. They're like, don't yes. you, one year, one year we have you on Christmas in the background. Do you know what I mean? In a black shirt, drinking uh, bourbon. The next year, you better be on the slip and slide. You better be on the slip and slide. We've given you your time. We got to, you've got to get busy, get busy living or get busy dying. No, but see, the great thing about that, I feel, is you can use some kind of trauma or, uh, or, or some horrible event like that. And as long as you're not, over the top vocal about it like you're not don't you're not actively calling people up to go to go like oh just i miss susan so much i miss i wish i had susan back <laughs> if you don't do that dude that is such a good if we needed merch that would be the i miss susan on a t-shirt is such, <laughs> such a good brand i miss susan on your shirt <laughs> that'd be on hats and shirts <laughs> That's man, so funny, oh, man. Dude, what a Christmas gift. What a Christmas <laughs> buddy gets divorced and you get him an I Miss Susan shirt. I Miss Susan and you give it to him and go, just wear this, dude. Dude, that's so funny, man. He's like, oh, it's been, oh, thanks for having me around for family Christmas, you guys. You know, ever since Susan left, it's been real difficult. And Oh, a gift for me? Oh, what? Is, and it's just a shirt. It's just like, secret Santa that he doesn't know who it's from. It's a shirt saying, I miss Susan. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, because you know the other problem is they are, they are right in a way because you don't get over it. My brother's got a neighbour that every time he puts the bins out, rushes out to chat and oh, virtually fuck. every convo talks about his wife's left him and he should have bought that crayfishing licence. He lived up <laughs> in Geraldton. I love when it's the one thing. We may, we've all got it. You've got it. I've got one, yeah. I'm sure. We've all got them. But it's that one that's like, should have got that crayfishing licence, mate. Life would have been all right if I had just done that. That's all that I needed uh, to do. She wouldn't have left me. Susan wouldn't have left me. It was awesome. You know how cheap they were back there? But I didn't. I didn't because I'm a cow, but they never accept. It was a bit like the Bitcoin story because a guy put Mm. it so perfectly. Now everyone's going to 2010 and assuming that they would put $100 in and then when it was worth $50,000, they wouldn't have sold. 
Do you know what I mean? Exactly. They go, oh, would have made exactly. 1.2 mil. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have. Your 100 would have turned into 220 and you would have used it on a festival ticket. Just going like, oh, ripper. You would have been like, dude, it's fucking doubled, mate. Pull it out quick, dude, smart. All these people wandering around forlorn at shops just going, I could have been worth 6.4 million. I'm like, you would have cashed out at 18 grand, you bitch. Don't be a fucking idiot. Look at your personality. You, you're not going to get the golden hand that ran the entire gauntlet. You would have had no. that down period a few years ago and you would have just patiently sat and said, this is it. This is how I retire. You would have bitched out on the first fucking, the first drop in that chart. You would have been yeah, of out. Course. Of Don't course, you man. Yeah, of course. But what I was saying is that you've got, you've uh, as long as you're not calling people up going, oh, I miss Susan, I miss Susan. I think that can become a blessing because then, Every time you have to go to uh, to the family Christmas and you are dressed in black and you've got the bottle of bourbon, uh, people go like, oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, Susan, it's so ever. He hasn't been Susan, the same man. since Susan left. And you don't have to engage, man. You can just kind of hang back. And then when people approach you, then you can go like, they, they go, how you doing? You go, yeah, not bad, but ever since Susan left. And they oh. go, yeah. Yeah, and then no, no, no one wants to talk to you. You kind of you build your own little bubble. You build your own little North Korea around yourself. You're in isolation. You live the dream. But I must say, there is a desire to con- uh, be a, the pity party because you have like of a course. mate say, "I've had a new, I have had a new baby," and everyone's sh- cheering. And then you sort of say under your breath, "Yeah, I still miss Susan." Like you, you want to <laughs> switch the focus. You go, he goes, "I've had a baby." You go, "Congrats, great time ahead of you," and go like. Yeah, I miss Susan. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get back in the Susan train, man? Well, look, where, where my where my plan falls down is when you actually do still miss Susan. <laughs> like this episode <laughs> has, to, has to be called "I Miss Susan." I, I love the idea, by the way. I love the idea that Susan could be in that instance. They got friends like, "Oh, we're having a baby," and you're saying, "I miss Susan," but Susan's not the wife this time. Susan's like the miscarriage that oh. your wife had. Oh, <laughs> mate. You're like, yeah, I miss Susan. And then there, everyone's kind of wide-eyed looking at each other going, man, it's real weird how Wolfie keeps referring to his high school girlfriend's miscarriage that he, that he named. Dude, dude, <laughs> I actually had that though because someone will go, they're having another kid. And then I was like, yeah, I wanted a third kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how quickly are you going to lose friends? I'm having another kid. And you're like, yeah. I wanted a third. <laughs> like, I love that. No man. one's ever going to invite you out anymore, dude. Those guys, like they said, get living busy or busy, get living, living. What's the saying? Get busy living or get, get busy, busy dying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think? Like it's, if you can't heal it, you should just you microdose on MDMA or uh, mushrooms and just, do you know, that's uh, what everyone else does to get through work. You should just go like, wow, you, you're over this quickly. And you're like, well, you know what? I decided to just get uh, on MDMA almost immediately. And I'm like, like, Wolf, it's a week after you ran over your kids. He's dancing on the slip and slide. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, mate, get busy living. These things happen, you know? 
They did, how do you process it so quickly? Well, I don't know why they set up the slip and slide in the driveway. I couldn't see him. It's a big car. I wasn't looking in the mirrors. I always pull out that quick. Well, it's good to see you moving on, Wolf. And I'm, uh, yeah, started railing MDMA almost an hour after the death. It's been a great <laughs> run. I'm loving oh, that. I've been on, I was on MDMA when it happened, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. I'm not processed <laughs> it at all. <laughs> Dude, but you eventually, like, I was so sad over Christmas, like, even drugs wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but wouldn't, you mean, you mean they didn't work? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, tried. like, I'm trying to distance myself. Wouldn't have theoretically <laughs> yeah, worked. The, by the way, the, the pause that you had in there, you're like, even drugs w- wouldn't have worked. Like, yeah, I saw you searching for the wouldn't have to throw in the middle of that sentence. Dude, but you know the thing is, people have been saying, like, you got to you got to fix – you're not doing anything to help yourself. But every time I've reached out, I've been to psychiatrists. And have you – you've seen a lot of them, haven't you? Uh, no, just just one psychiatrist, a couple of psychologists. So by, by every psych- – I don't know why, but the three psychologists that I've seen uh, have all been like, yeah, you, you, you're fine. You, you don't, have, don't come back. They've told me to not come back, man. Why would you talk yourself out of business? I don't understand. Dude, I, everyone I've been had, I've been handed a script and another diagnosis, like just depending on my mood swings. <laughs> and there's just, and a few have just given it and never come back. Then I had one during financial difficulties and um, she was a housewife just trying to make a score, like trying to get money. She's almost on like one of those bouncy balls. And then I was like, well, the big issue I've got is money. And I said like, Writing out this $350 is certainly not fucking helping. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking, that's shopping money. And I'm giving it to some woman that I see. Yeah, I'm going to use this for fucking, you know, for Pilates this week. I'm going to get a Pilates of this idiot. So, but the worst one I had was the the Chinese guy, which I've dreamt of doing a bit on, which the guy that had the language, he couldn't speak. And I told yeah. him that I'd lost 1.4 and he was like, oh, no one... <laughs> One point four. Why? Why you not retire? I have money like that. I quit. He goes. Of course you upset. That lot of money. That's bad. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh god, that horrible. And I was like, dude, you're not helping me. He goes, one point four. One point four. You get a beautiful house. Pool. I'm like, yeah, no shit, fuck face. I love that. I love that he spent the 60 minutes of the session just daydreaming. He's like, oh, 1.4, that's so good. Like, thinking about what he would do with the money that you ruined your life. He goes, 1.4, I no longer work here. I get a beautiful place. <laughs> and I'm like, you little fuckhead. He goes, and he goes, you don't have mental problems. He goes, everyone very sad, lose 1.4. <laughs> You, you never get over that. <laughs> no one would get over that. That's oh, fucked up. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? And I was so angry when I got out. And he also just gave me a bag of meds. And I was like, well, fucking hell, dude. If you just dispense meds, I can just go and get, like, heroin under a bridge. Like, do you know their approach is just basically turning you into a junkie? Yeah, man, but it's so much cheaper when you've got a prescription, you know? Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like... The one guy I went to in Sydney, he just gave me drugs. I never saw him again. And then I was just getting Dexies and then some other shit. And, you know, and then I ended up just, I was selling a lot of it. 
You end up selling it and then you're like, I'm fucking in the drug trade now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, It's an additional revenue stream. I go in once a year and just yell at this man and then he just puts a new, there's a new product. There's a new product, guys. <laughs> we've got a new range. I've been, in at the, I've been at the psychiatrist and we've got a whole new kick out for your festival season. I don't know what it is, but I, I bit the fucking psychiatrist and I've got some fucking <laughs> shit that will give you a real kick. Well, the problem is, is that like, how how are you getting referred to these psychiatrists? Were these people that you found were they like, were they coming from people that you knew going, oh, this guy's great. Dude, all my doctors are always walk-in clinics. So it's a guy from uh, yeah. Zimbabwe. That's the problem, man, is you're angling for, it's like you're inadvertently angling to find the people who will write you the scripts because they think that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Zimbabwe and he's like, what do you, what do you want? It's almost like getting an order at a restaurant. And he's like, what do you want? I said, I need a referral. I've got this and that, and you just see him zoning out. He, then he just types out a template, and you're off. Hey, and then you go to the next yeah. guy. And the th- the thing that's so hard is if they're not good, they don't probe. So so they say something, and you just sort of you end up lulled into just saying what they want to hear. And they're like, "Oh, so you yeah. feel that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." But it's a bit like a today tonight interview. <laughs> Did it make you angry when you realised the dog was in your lawn? Yeah, it made me angry. And then they cut out the bit, did it make you angry? And you're like, it made me angry with the lawn. (laughs) But you never have actually said that. And you're like, you come away from the interview going, hang on, they were leading questions. Like, I I didn't actually say what I wanted. I was saying, look, I want to end the dispute with my neighbour. Instead, I went, you know what? If I had a gun, I would shoot him. They were like, if you had a gun, would you shoot him? I'm like, just in the knees, like below the waist. (laughs) And then it's like... They just cut and it's like, I'd shoot him below the waist or something. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, hate, yeah. I hate anyone on TV. Their, their questions are always the answer. Yeah, of course. It's baked in. It's just so annoying. They're like, oh, that must have made you feel very uncomfortable. Yes, that made me feel very uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah. interview yourself, you fuckhead. I'm sick of your radio <laughs> broadcasting techniques. Don't you think? <laughs> My favourite is when the guys, um, the, the guys uh, fuck them up. Do you know when they get the interviews and people are doing pranks? Fake names mm. or he had a gun and they're like, <laughs> did he get his stuff back? Yeah, he got his crack pipe back. And do you know that they're just, they're, they're just uh, stirring shit with uh, the person and they're not trained to deal with someone that's actually sabotaging the interviews? Well, that would be, I mean, that's the best, right, is they go when they ask you, oh, you must have felt angry. You don't say I felt angry. You, you just continue on from that so they can't cut it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, my nature would say, no, nah, I was fine with it. Like, I would just be annoyed that they tried to <laughs> assume my emotion. I'd be like, don't you fucking, you don't know me, Stacy. You don't know me. I actually handled it very well. Well, man, I had the same thing with the uh, one, one psychologist I went to. Um, and this was, I, I went to, I got a referral and went to see him because I, I, thought I had ADHD and um, I sat down with the guy and he's like, oh, okay. Um, I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I, I've talked to my doctor and now I'm here talking to you. And this is a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, yeah. right? So this is not the drug one. This is the, the one who fucking went to TAFE. Oh, mate, all they do is CBT, c- c- cognitive behavioral therapy. That's what you need. Mindfulness. Always CBT, he, but they, also, they have an opposite approach now. Get a diary, a gratitude diary. Write down five things that happened well for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what I like about psychology is that they have, right, they've got CBT, but then they have one which is... Cold showers. 
Cold showers, yeah, they hose you down. Start your day with a cold shower. Cut out coffee. No, they've got CBT, right? Which is that well, when you have a thought, you train yourself with CBT to have a different thought. But there's also a a, a completely conflicting school of thought. I can't remember what it's fucking called off the top of my head. Where they go like, no, CBT's wrong. What you've got to do is when you have a thought, you lean into the thought oh, and then you explore mate. the thought. And you're like, well, which one fucking is it, man? Like, is it- You're already <laughs> doing CBT going there because you have a thought that this guy's a charlatan fraud, but you yeah. dispute it and go and give him 300 bucks because you need help. So you're like, fuck it. I went back to the psychologist a couple of times, right? And I was like, I mm. think I have ADHD. And the guy's you like, do. Okay, so how do you, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I, I have difficulty concentrating and, like, getting stuff done. And he goes, and how does that make you feel? And I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I want to know if I have ADHD. And he goes, does it make you, does it make you feel sad? And I'm like, not, not sad. I, I just want to figure out this thing. And I come back the next week and he goes, so how, how are your negative thoughts going? And I'm like, I don't have any negative thoughts. Oh, and he's like... Right. Well, what what's what's going on then? I'm like, well, I think I have ADHD, and I'd really like to know what to do about it. And he goes, okay. And then he goes through. He's like, well, we like you can make day plans, and if you thought about uh. writing stuff down, I'm like, uh. I go back the third time, and I'm and I'm sitting there, and he's like, so what's going on? And I'm like, well, I think I have. ADHD, if you refer yeah. back to the fucking loose leaf A4 that you wrote on last time. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, okay. And then he goes, sometimes when we have negative thoughts, and then ah! I, got, I got fucking, man, I got pissed. And I'm like, I don't have negative thoughts. I'm like yelling at the psychologist, which is obvious. And then he's writing, he's writing, he's writing, when did you have uncontrolled rage issues? You got anger issues. <laughs> I'm like, no, not until now, you fuck. How long have you struggled to control your emotions? I'm like, I don't have negative thoughts. Negative thoughts isn't my problem, man. I think I have ADHD. That's all it is. I can't fucking focus. The guy goes, oh. I'm like, so what the fuck do I do about this? Stop talking to me about negative thoughts. This isn't my fucking problem. Yeah. He goes, oh, well, yeah, well, I mean, you probably need to see a psychiatrist. And I'm like, oh. what the fuck? fuck have I been doing coming here for three weeks? Oh, mate. Like, what, what is going on? I'm like, what, what, what happens? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll write you a referral. I'm like, this should have been the first fucking thing you said, man. Gave me a referral. I called the referral. I called the referral four fucking times. The, guy, the ADHD specialist psychiatrist four times doesn't answer, right? No messaging yeah. service, no nothing. And so what do you do? You got ADHD, you four times you've tried over the course of three weeks and then you just forget and it's gone and you never call back. Yeah, because you got ADHD, you can never book that's it. My fucking, that's my problem. That was my problem as well. I'm feeling sort of not great. But then they go, you need a referral from the Zimbabwe GP. And I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. I got, I need to walk in immediately and be dealt with. I can't do paperwork yeah. to get this shit. But you know what the thing is I thought is one of the other schools of thought is just ignore everything. Like you're only here for another <laughs> 40 years. And it's like, well, just fucking <laughs> shut up and just don't think about it. Yeah. Because in many ways you go to the psychiatrist and then they open all the wounds. CBT is about like not thinking about that idea, change your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. once a week for an hour, you're in there like, yeah, they made me feel little and weak as a person. And you just open in the wound because that's what happened with my um, marriage counselor. He opened mm-hmm. up all these wounds. 
I said things to my ex that I never would have said. I said, I just can't imagine ever, once the kids are gone, us going on a holiday. Like we go through Europe. I'm like, it just sounds hellish. <laughs> you fucking pestering me about the bags. I'm like, it just sounds like a fucking nightmare. Our golden jubilee. Because well, also like, these, are, these are thoughts that you have in your head that you don't, you don't express. I've said that. I would never have revealed that to someone. And I'm waiting for the ointment. I'm like, okay, I've ripped off the Band-Aid. I've admitted you're a control freak and you're fucking up my life. And then I'm like, where's the fucking Betnadine? Where's the, the, the ointment? Where's the ointment? I'm like, I've opened up some fucking wounds here. I would never have said this to a human being. And then he's yeah. like, this guy's a narcissist. You need to get the fuck away. I'm like, what the fuck? You fucking, I revealed all these truths that I would have just gone to my grave with. Instead, I'm in there. She's bawling her eyes out. I'm like, I can't imagine her going on a trip with you. <laughs> Man, it's like, dude, it's like going to a dentist and you lie down and, and they get the little hook thing and go, so does this hurt? And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that hurts. And they go, this one here? And you're like, yeah. And they go, yeah, it does, doesn't it? You little fuckhead. It hurts, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. it? You got a cavity in there, don't you? You've been eating too many sweeties, haven't and you? you? What are you doing? My mouth. And they're like, yeah, that hurts, right? And you're like, are you going to fix it? He's like, I don't know how, but it hurts. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> if, He's I like, if I push on this, your toes curl up. <laughs> too many sweeties, you little fat fuck. And he digs a little hook in there and opens it up to the, the nerve. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, it hurts now. It's because you haven't been brushing your teeth, you fat whale. <laughs> and then you're like, well, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, that's, that's all we know. I know that a lot of your teeth are rotten. If you feel bad about it, go on medication. We'll keep the scar there, but we'll get you on CBT and some fucking Lexipro so you can't yeah. feel it. And you can just walk yeah. around with hole-ridden teeth. Like they never ointment. Also, we're calling your wife and we're telling her and Susan's going to leave because you've got a dirty mouth. You've got a dirty little mouth, but we've got some painkillers for you so you don't have to think about how, how Susan's gone and how your teeth hurt. I reckon marriage counselling could kill a lot of marriages. They could be really happy. they got a holiday house and I go, okay, I've got you a gift. Susan and Jerry, I've got your gift. Marriage counselling, just to strengthen the bond. And then eventually they go like, I hate the way he fucking leaves his toenails near the, the toilet. And she's yelling like, I don't find him sexually desirable. He's a fat fuck. I fuck him for my kids. There are exaggerated thoughts that like you, uh, like, like yeah, they're, they're pulling out of you. Because usually you'd have a thought like, oh, I would never go on a holiday and it might be fleeting. It might be something that you just yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in and out of your head and it's not, it's not real, but like in the moment you're sitting there and they're almost going like, well, what's the problem? And you're like, I, I don't, I don't really know. And they go, well, no, let's find one. And you're in there. If I had to pick, I guess it would probably be her hair and she's like what the fuck is what wrong with, with my haircut dude that's the thing and you get carried away in your own story i'm like in retirement i just couldn't imagine caravanning with this asshole i'm like she's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, annoying yeah. like getting things organized but the truth is in other ways you love the fact that she does all the admin and organizational so you lash out because you're lazy but you actually in another way appreciate that they're getting task organized but this guy gets that dichotomy where you've just said i hate this about her She's in tears, and that, that's the end of your, your marriage. And then you end up doing a podcast called The Sure yeah. Thing. <laughs> and it's all yeah, gone. And, you, and you're at the family Christmas going, oh, I miss her so much. That's what I, that's what I need, man. It's like I've gotten to the point where what, what I need is a, tr a traumatic incident that I can use as a sort of get out of jail freaker. Like I realized over Christmas, I was like, oh, 
I've been smoking a lot of shisha. Yeah. I was like, oh, I should probably, I should probably cut down. And I was like, well, oh, what's... Oh, this is good. I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen, though? And I was like, I'll probably get lung cancer and die. And I was like, oh, that seems, I'm like, that seems fine, though. You know? It's not a like, big deal. Sounds... It's suicide for cowards, man. It's just a, the, the long game. That sounds pretty good, really, doesn't it? I mean, what have you got? Like, you go in there, the doc's like, we found a shadow on your lung. And you're like, what? Really? Oh. And they're like, like, look, we're going to do some further tests and uh, you're going to have to come back, back in next week. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> you go back in next week and they go, oh, look, look the, I'm Mr. Armstrong, I'm so sorry. Your lungs are fucking, your lungs are vacuum bag, cunt. You're gone, hey. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but like, you know when you leave a potato in the cupboard and you're like, yeah, and it grows yeah. all those roots and they're like, yeah. Well, that's what your lungs look like. They're completely riddled with tumors. And you're going, really? And he goes, yeah. And you go, how long? And he goes, six months. And you go, <laughs> like waltzing. He's like, no, no. Do you not understand? You're like, no, no, I got it. I'll see you later. I'm out, baby. Dude, <laughs> I'm going dude, out. I'm you, having a good time. <laughs> you love it. And you're like, finally, I can cut seek into that rainy day fund. Finally enjoy my life. And oh the my guy God, that's- the rainy day's here. <laughs> And the guy, the guy that's I miss Susie, his eyes light up. He's going like, I'm back, baby. This terminal cancer. I'm ready to control some parties and some storylines. I'm going to see me on Christmas Day. Susie's gone. Now he's dying. And you're like, who's the king of the castle now? We're all going to be talking about, oh, three weeks of being so brave. Yeah, yeah, I've been brave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're walking around and you're like, oh, I hope I run into someone at the supermarket. And you're, and it's John, oh, John's there. Look at that. You walk over, you make sure he's, he's Josh. Josh, how are you? You go, oh. I've been better. I've got cancer. And he goes, what? You go, yeah. And he goes, really? Are you? But like, it's in remission. You go, nah, three month kind of deal. Anyway. I'm fucking riddled. I'm riddled. <laughs> I'm going to go get some frozen yogurt. I'll see you later, cunt. Oh, mate. And then they like chin up <laughs> and they're like, you're being so brave. And you're like, what else are you going to do in a situation like this? You get on, <laughs> it, you get busy living. Well, you start dying and I've chosen to die. I'm out. <laughs> I've finally done it. But, uh, dude, I love, in a way, that pity party. Like, some people love it because it's like those um, public affirmations. It's a sort of like New Year's Eve, um, you know, resolutions. Do you know where they mm. put it out in the universe? And they're like, losing weight this year. I'm giving alcohol. And you're, you're like, no one gives a fuck. Going to start writing, uh, you know what I mean? I'm going to write that book this year. And I'm like, yeah. well, who are you telling? We don't care. Show me the book. I'm so sick of your bullshit, Stacey. Like, stop fucking claiming. Do you know, it's like the Hunter bit. Shane Hunter that had the... Um, yeah, yeah, The writing the book on the bus bit. The celebration of, um, <laughs> of a future idea. The future me. The, of the achievement way before you've done it. And then you're, like, you're yeah. out You're out in the town. Oh, can't, can you imagine? I'll be walking around and people go, oh, you look so slim. And you go, yeah, I lost 40 kilos. And they're like, good for you, mate. And you, you're eating a pie. Like you're eating a pie Dude. while you're having this thought. You're like, can't wait to start my diet tomorrow as you're having a pie. <laughs> I love these. This is how people. <laughs> family-sized Susan. What, no, one of those Fredo Frog ice cream cakes that you bought for yourself. Dude, you, you're clutching at straws. I love people that suddenly on Christmas Day are all sparked up they've been a loser their whole life and then yeah. oh you seem on, on good spirits and i'm like yeah 
I'm writing a book. <laughs> you know how to write a book? It's the same with the fat fucks that are always advertising. I've lost 20Ks. It's all about eating, maintaining it. I'm like, the fact you're obsessing and it's become like the central focus of your your being and philosoph- it means that mm. you're an addict. It's like someone that keeps trying to reassure you, haven't been drinking anymore, don't miss cigarettes. I'm like, well, shut the fuck up about them then, man. <laughs> no one on their weight is trying to show off at a party about that idea. The fact you're mentioning it means you still, you still long for a big fucking cheese- cheesecake. If you replace it with anything, man, like if you're, if you're at a party and some guy is sitting there talking and you're going, man, man, I don't even think about heroin anymore. I mean, it was a big problem yeah. for a long time, but I haven't had a thought about heroin in ages, to be honest with you. Like the itching's gone. I wake up every day and I, you know what? I wake up and I think, I don't need heroin. Don't need that. Doesn't uh, even enter my mind. I haven't thought about heroin. Who needs heroin, mate? Have you got any on your body? Don't worry about it. But I'm, I don't. I like don't even think about it, mate. It's gone completely from my life. Do you know what's amazing? I, d- I don't think about it ever. I haven't. It's exactly the same with the fat person. It's simple steps, portion controls, eating, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. your life's garbage now. Like, if this is truly your whole focus, you're in a void, and you're going to eventually go back to the Pepsi. Pepsi Cola. You're denying your own, uh, your own reality. You're going, you're going. I, you need the food, man. Like you, you're never going to be happy without the food. And if it's not eating the food, the second best thing is talking about eating the food. Like oh. if it's not having the heroin, the second best thing is talking about the heroin. Dude, gorging in a pity party, sitting around with your heroin mates, going, oh. Remember how good heroin is? It's fuck, fuck, that was good, wasn't it? Thank God we're off the stuff, though, right? And that's the, that's the second best thing you can have. So, man, why not just lean in and be like, yeah, you know what? I decided that actually uh, the 20 kilos lost, the amount of time that I've spent talking about losing this 20 kilos. It's not worth it. And the amount of time I've spent telling people about my fucking diet plan and about how keto is actually not that great, but intermittent fasting worked quite well for me. So just just eat the food, man. Like, at some point, it's it's going to be better for you to just be a fat fuck, surely. Dude, that's what I do love. And it's uh, you see the same thing when people settle down. Because you know you see the friend group, it's dead. But then every time you drink and hang out, you nostalgically talk about back when you were friends. You're like, remember, we used to have the wildest times. We'd have the MDMA, we're dancing. Oh, you were crazy, Chuko. You were always crazy on that fucking, the pingers, weren't you? But then they're sitting in a backyard and they're basically, everyone hates everyone. Like, you know, the friendship's over. You're in nostalgia world. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, you yeah. don't like what you yeah. become because you're, you're yearning for what you used to be. And the fact you're all doing that means like it sucks. Do you know? And it's over. Do you agree with this or not? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I, I think it's always funny when uh, you're hanging out with a group of people who like they were friends in high school and everyone knows each other and all, they're all pally pal. And then, um, like they're, they're talking about oh the oh the kids and the kids are doing this and the they oh yeah we we're getting the we're getting the kitchen I've seen it man I've seen it where they're going like oh yeah we're getting the kitchen redone and they go oh we actually we actually put this this grass we we wanted lemongrass oh. but then the, this grass was actually uh is that apparently better for the climate and you know, it, it just it wasn't in season come and put your hands down come and put your hands and run through it run your fingers through it you can see that texture it's much better for cricket and for the dogs. <laughs> And then it's Australia Day, right? And they're, and they're having these conversations and you're going, what the fuck is... Go- like, how have you come out for this? I don't understand. 
but then it's 12 drinks in and it's a few hours later and like all the all the guys have removed all of their clothing and they're all in the spa together being like fucking the boys we're back as the bloody the boys it's like oh that's that's what you needed. You needed to regress because where you are at the moment is fucking purgatory. And what you really needed was to shut your mind off completely and get your cocks out because that was when you were truly happy. Well, mate, that's what they needed. And the question is, is um, you know how people are always renovating their nest or their fucking coffin or whatever the fuck it is, uh, their favourite home. But I'm like, I always wondered if you gave them enough money to do the pagoda to get the right lord, if you brought it fast forward, would it just all mm. collapse? Because in many ways I was thinking, of course. you know what I mean? Because it would be like, we just need to get that lemon tree growing. We, we fertilize it, we grow it. But if I could just <laughs> do a spell and go, here's 2.5 mil, get it all done. Every box is ticked. Now you must address your own issues. It's all on you now. <laughs> and it's sort of like the dichotomy of being rich because I was thinking about it. If you become rich, there's very likely you become bored. Because it seems mm. great, but still 90% of your life sucks. You're still doing yeah. admin. Even when you go to Bali, you're like, I'm off to Bali, all expenses. You still have to pack the bag. You get an Uber, but they're just still waiting around. You go through customs. You have to fucking, there's some dickhead in Bali trying to hustle you. You've got to go draw money from an ATM. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no real freedom. And then I'm like, the further you get down the path of life, you know, the freer and safer you get, I think the more you realise that it's not as good. Do you know what I mean? True wealth, like Elon must, Elon should be on top of the world, the richest guy in the world. And I wonder if he is. I reckon he, he might just be sitting going like, oh, it, you know what I mean? Like, do you think he's elated? Or do you think he feels like, what am I going to do now? Well, he is, it, that is it. It's what am I going to do now? Because like you go, from, you go from PayPal and Tesla and SpaceX and it's like, we need, I need to do something there's more. Got to do something else. Like, like to bring it back to um, uh, old lady ornamental cupboard. If yeah. you went in there and said, hey, look, I got you a gift. And they go, what is it? You know, come out to the garage. It's amazing. They come out and they go, they go what is this? And you go, it's all of the Sylvanian family. It's the oh, full collection. There's nothing. It. There's nothing left to get. I got you all of it. And they go, oh, they're amazed for about an hour. And then the next day they're like, oh fuck what do i do with my life now like i i, I don't i don't have any I, I don't have like the little rabbit one with the like with the with the with the christmas hat to get anymore it's not on the i've ticked it off the list that's what that's what i'm saying my this, dream is catalogued all of it and there's like there's nothing as soon as there's nothing left you're fucked man that's how you could end up putting uh your nan into an early grave she's connecting the the queen spoons and you go, Nan, big surprise for you. I've come into some money. Here's the complete set. And you just yeah. see her heart drop and she dies about three days later because that's what she's been hanging on to. Trips to the post office to check for new spoons and you fucking kill her. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I've got them all. I've got them all. And you're like, yeah, you were hanging on. Now I can get the house. Your last thing, the last thing, keep keeping your sanity. I've stolen from you, Mike. I completed the task. You can't live without purpose. That's, uh, that's it. It's, it's, you take that away and what have you got left? Dude, it was like um, you saw it on Wilson in that, the castaway. Do you know where it's just mm. scratch on the cave? You're eventually just scratching those days on the cave is what you do. Like my granddad was like that. He's just carving shit into wood. And then you can keep starting them and, you, oh, I've got to finish Nelson Mandela's face on the side of this log. 
Do you know what I mean? So, so that keeps you going for a few more days. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get the nose right. Oh, I fucked the nose. Going to get a new log. But start again. Well, that's, that's the only thing that keeps um uh, that keeps you hanging on to this mortal coil, right? Because as soon as you run out of those things, and if you if you've, like, the longer you can do it, the better, you know? The longer you can create your Dude, own. You, have we spoken about Elon? Because I was, I, I was thinking, like, he's definitely like that guy from Simpsons. You know, the monorail, like a salesman. He seems to be, like, such a salesman now. Have we been talking about, like, obviously he's the richest man in the world now, which assumes that every single person... Well, Bezos is, isn't he? It's Bezos. No, he's, he passed him. He passed him over the weekend. Elon did? Yeah. Over, over the weekend. Good on him, mate. It's so good to see people you like doing well. No, but I'm saying to you, like, it assumes everyone wants a Tesla, and I don't want one, just to spite him. Like, I'll get a Ferrari one. But I'm like, who wants his dumb car? He's such a nerd. Like, he's embarrassed. Like, I'm like, for me, he's such a salesman. Like, he's great at pulling people together. But like, is he like a Steve Jobs? Do you reckon or no? He doesn't have that. He's, what do you mean? Well, I heard him on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, he reminded me more like um, a weird guy that tried to sell you real estate. Like, he didn't seem... As innovative, like he's got a few good ideas, but he's got the presumption that everyone wants his dumb car. I think that Elon is the guy that you want to uh, be doing well because he, like, he will he will have a fuck around. He doesn't like he is like like Jeff Bezos isn't tweeting and fucking around with the stock price. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate. Look, I do like him, and he did the short shorts, and he also says, "What do you guys want me conceptually to do with my money now?" Like he's almost playing games like us. Yeah, and he sold all his houses. But I was just saying, on surface to me, he seems more than a salesman, uh, more a salesman than an innovator. Just personally, I think he is riding other people. Like I think the the, the science of the Tesla is a, a group of other guys that have no oh, profile. Well, that, I that mean, made for it. sure, for sure, he didn't sit down and go like, "All right, guys, I reckon this battery. Like I've, I've made a new one and it's pretty good." And they're going, "Oh, Elon, mate, the world's best engineers here and his team, and you fucking outdone them all, all again in your basement." Basically, <laughs> what he is, he had cash and he had balls, so yeah. he took a risk, and then he basically yes. went to the smartest kids in his uni. They did the assignment and then he said, thanks, boys. Love what you've done. And then he took it and then won the valedictorian of like, ta-da, I've invented something new. But he's always feeding from this source of nerds in a little cave that he goes in and goes, what have you, what have you got for me today? Oh, love it. Oh, I'll sell that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Love that. Anyway, guys. I'm going to have to rub your names off the, the assignment. I'm going to rub your names off, but you've been paid very nicely, <laughs> handsomely yeah. for this, right? Because he's not said like the Tesla, like there must have been two or three big innovators that designed that, but it's always him. Like he's never said. Yeah. Pat, Pat, well, yeah, because there would have been, because he, he, he did, I, re- I reckon he did, he did PayPal and he did that and then he wound up with the cash and then he would have been sitting there going, this is amazing. I can sit on the beach for the rest of my life. And then he probably did that for a week and it was like, oh, Oh no! This is death. This is the end. So I gotta do. So. He's like, well, you know, like if it's this, if it's this or uh, or nothingness, I might as well go for. I might as well go balls to the wall. And he's like, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna space. 
fuck it. Like, I'll take all this money and I'm going to throw it at space. It seems to me like he watched an episode of The Jetsons and then was like, I'm going to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do The Jetsons. <laughs> He's like, Jetsons, meet The Jetsons. Stoned eating cereal and said, let's yeah, make The Jetsons. Yeah. He's trying to make The Jetsons. It basically is his dream. On Mars, create Jetsons. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck, But good on him. What? Mate, good on him. Good bloke. I like him a lot. He's a good he's a good boy, you know, he's doing good stuff. Dude, did you hear Kanye West talking about cause he was trying to explain money and he goes, Why can't you just print it? And then he, he was trying to talk <laughs> wait, to wait, Rogan. Wait. Who was he talking to? He was talking to, to Rogan and he goes, Well, how much is the whole earth worth? And he goes, Exactly. Exactly. So you can just print money. <laughs> so what are you talking about? He goes, How much is the whole earth worth? How much money? And he goes, Exactly. You can print endless money. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? was, <laughs> I loved it. Because he worked out that the, he goes, what would be the end value of Earth? And he said, if there isn't, then theoretically you should be able to print money forever. That's so funny, man. I mean, what, like, it'd be great to take Kanye and to like, put him, be like, we've got a little, a little time travel machine we've built just for you, Kanye. And it takes you back to, what was it, 80s or 90s Zimbabwe? <laughs> <laughs> like oh. here it is here's your utopia and he goes what do you mean they go they printed all the money and he goes and what happened and he goes well a dollar became a billion dollars <laughs> every loaf of bread was a this. billion they had to add more zeros to everything that's that's all that happened what's why is everyone <laughs> using wheelbarrows to go buy the milk that's what happens kanye <laughs> What do you think happened, you fuck? But you know what? The, you know what's funny as well. That idea is so good that you, to check your ego. If you could run a simulator, because we did it in high school, and you had to run a business, and you chose mm. the branding, the cost, and like within about thirteen seconds, it's out of business because you, yeah. your price point yeah. was expensive. <laughs> I'd love that if you could do presidency. So Kanye goes in like a flight simulator, but it's for presidency. Yes. He comes out about two. Two hours later yelling, what have I done? What have I done? There's <laughs> fires around the earth. He's like, oh, it's real hard. It's, it's harder than fucking paying your credit card bill on time. Holy what fuck. What happened to you in there, Kanye? He's like, I don't know. But at some point the moon crashed into the earth. I don't know what I did. He, <laughs> like, uh, he goes, gravity stopped working. He goes, it turns out. This is real hard shit. He goes, I was just printing all this money and now Earth doesn't have gravity anymore. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> well, man, that's what I was going to say with like the news resolution. Like those people who are like, this year it's going to be a new me. I'm going to work out. I'm quit- quitting booze. I'm off the cigarettes and I've kicked I've kicked the boyfriend to the curb. It's going to be a yeah. great 2020, 2021. And then you go back through and you go through to 2019 and 2018 and 2017. And you go, oh, just and you and you make a, a a nice collage for them of all their previous posts saying the same thing, and you go, oh, is this one going to be different? Is this one going to be different, Ca- Carrie? Is this is this oh. it? This is your year. What hap- Wait, what happened in 2016 when you said that you were going to build that boat by hand and take it out and become oh, a fisherman? Mate, I love this because it's a new year, new me. But you're like. You're the same asshole that failed last year. If anything, statistically, the chance of you failing has increased because you're starting to get a trend. Yeah, you know, statistically, once you're at 30 and you're still a you're, loser, you're in a pattern. You're in a pattern. It's like, what so. the fuck, dude? I've I've charted your life and it looks bad. I'm shorting the fuck out of you. You're 44, cunt. Your stats look bad. You're the worst chart I've ever seen. Imagine if you charted people and you could go like, people have started shorting me. This is the X-Defacto. 
Meet Susie, 34 and unemployed, no kids, no assets, hasn't had a job since 2014. Travis is 37, owns an investment property in Pacific Pines, three quarters of a poorly performing greyhound, and his grandmother left him a three bedroom townhouse in Gundawindi. He's a dentist at a small practice with over 60,000 in the bank who likes to holiday in Thailand, but not the touristy parts, every 18 months, and had been thinking about breaking things off since she went to that hands night because she had been acting a little strange since then. They've been together 26 months and Susie is vying for the house, half his $60,000 savings account and even wants a share of his flybys points. Does she have what it takes to perform a root canal in front of the judges? Will she be able to figure out which is the local anesthetic and which is just a juice box? Find out Thursday 7.30pm on 7. Mate, oh, did, man, did we cover dude. this one last time, which was um, trying to get insurance on your dumb cunt mate at a festival? I, no, I don't think so. I was saying, like, you know you can get life insurance. I thought, why can't you just take it? You should be able to take it out on someone else. Well, didn't, I do remember that we had a conversation about, like, this, this, uh, this homeless guy that a bunch of kids took insurance out on, and then they couldn't, they couldn't kill him, and he, he was like a cockroach. Yeah, yeah, we had that. We had that, but I've extended the idea where you should be able to short your mate. So you go to Future Festival, you see a mm. guy on pingers, and you can mm. go up to a desk and go like, yep, um, I'll pay like 300 bucks a month for a 250 grand policy on that guy dressed as the rabbit. Do you know what I mean? And they go like, come over here. And, it's, and then when you get an email like a month later, you're like, cha-ching, fucking called it, cut. He was foaming near the fucking first aid tent. I got a fucking short out on this. Like, I'm saying you could short humans. Imagine if you could short someone. What you need is a betting agency, right? Uh, like a lad brokes, but they take bets. Sorry. What you need is a Darren Sad blokes, and you take bets on... Uh, on like some like someone's marriage, like you know what I mean. You can have you can oh. have their their pool of friends submit and go. Yeah, we don't think that uh, John and Stacey are gonna last. Uh, so we'd like to we'd like to open up a pool on it because we're pretty oh. we're, we're pretty split. Uh, and then you go in, you bet, you play the odds, and then uh, it runs like a regular bookie. So it's just based on how everyone's betting. And then suddenly, John and Stacey have got like like four four hundred million in in <laughs> the world's currency. Dude, People I love are tuning it. in from around the world, going like, "Will they divorce? Will they divorce?" The pressure on their relationship is just mounting up. Dude, and 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 you know what? He's he sees the odds, and you realize late in the game, he took a punt. He's got to bet him there. He's like, what oh the yeah, fuck? yeah, yeah. He's like bet on his own demise, dude, dude. That's a beautiful movie, man. That's a that's a great plot for a ninety minute rom com where at the uh, at like the the big top of the third act, uh, Stacy realizes that John like everything was kind of rocky, but it starts going well until Stacy realizes that John took out a bet against them back oh. in Act One, and she's like, "How could you?" And he goes, oh, "Things were different. I didn't know." And then they reunite, and it's beautiful. I didn't know I love you. You're such a great cook. You're great in the bed. And in the end, she's shot in the head by Mark Wahlberg, and you realise that he was in on it the whole time. Oh, <laughs> mate, no, this is the movie. And then in the end, he cashes it in and doesn't pay it out. And he lives an uh, unhappy life in the suburbs. And immediately as he rips it up, you flash forward, and it's him mowing lawns, <laughs> looking at these fucking porcelain dolphins, going like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> mate, but why can't you get an insurance on marriage? They've, you should be able to insure it. That would be the dream. 
Well, if you can get a mortgage insurance and like a shortfall insurance on car repayments, you should be able to go and get marriage insurance. Does someone not offer that? Is that not a product that's, a, that's available? Imagine your wife when she goes through your filing cabinet and there's a $1.2 million insurance on the marriage that was signed <laughs> before you, you proposed. They're like, what the fuck? This paperwork, he, he, bought, he bought the ring shortly after getting this insurance policy, you know, to have that vest into the, into the repayment. Dude, they have this, man. There's a place here called Safeguard Guarantee. What we do, wouldn't it be great if every marriage could come with a guarantee of a happily ever after? Well, we can't guarantee wedded bliss, but we can provide a method for creating financial security for individuals who want to invest in themselves rather than risking their long-term financial goals. That's so good. <laughs> that's Does this fucking exist? beautiful. It, yeah, that's, I was reading from the website, man. They do it. Dude, I love this. And, and what you're, all you're doing is securing like what would have been like 70% of my assets. You don't make a windfall, but it's just basically, oh, and it would be so good. And then people would be like, fuck, Andrew was so terrific during the divorce, barely bat an eyelid as we took 83% of his wealth. And he was like, you know what? Make it 90. Make it 90. I love you, baby. You're a yeah, beauty. And then a week later, they're going, like, did you see Andrew's bought a new yacht? And he's just kind of like rolling around back and forth Mate, between rotten This is the problem with any divorce settlement because if you, if you hit wealth later on, people assume you cheated them. They just go, that fucking yeah. cunning snake. He would have had money buried in rot nest and then he got it back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, my position now, if I suddenly had like a luxury uh, house, uh, you know, a five mil house, the mm. presumption with my ex's family would have been like, oh, he is a, a fucking psychopath. He played poor. He built this podcast. He made all these stories and he had it buried in his London bank account. It was all a lie to get it out of everything. Do you know that would be their idea, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can, you can take life insurance policies out on other people, right? Like that's fine to do and, and name yourself the benefactor. Can you do that in this country? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I want to do random people. Do you know, like, when well, you're... No, but that's what, that's what I mean. Like, do you know, how, you know how great it would be to, like, rock up to a party and uh, your mates are and you're like, oh, Gary, mate, oh, great, great to see you. Hey, look, what, you never guess what I did. I've taken out <laughs> insurance out one, you. Yeah, I took out 1.2 mil on you. And he's like, what do you mean? You're like, oh, I reckon you're going to die probably in the next <laughs> yeah, five to ten years. With your drinking, mate, and the way you drive, I reckon you're fucking gone. Oh, I love it, and... <laughs> And then you're more than happy to listen to the story. Where's Susie? You're like, oh, play it up, baby. Susie loved you. She was the love of your life. <laughs> you, you, you fucked your soul mate up, mate. Because you want to get him to drive erratically on the way home. You're like, have another wine. Have another wine. Tell me more about how, she, how fucking sad you are, you dickhead. Have some cigarettes. Yeah, and it's like you've got the first 11 months where you're like taking his phone calls and you go, no, nah, mate, things will get better. And then at month 13 when that policy uh that a uh, no suicide policy rolls over. You're like, yeah, it does sound pretty grim, doesn't it, mate? I reckon you should probably just do it. Eventually, you're you've, you're texting as Susie, and just to fuck a mum. And he's like, I've been getting texts from Susie, and you're like, no, hey, it's Susie. I've got a new number, and you're engaging just to jam his personality up and down to try and get him out. Oh, I mean, that's the move. That's the move. As you go, you go like, oh, I don't think. 
Look, you've been drinking a bit tonight, Gary. You shouldn't, you shouldn't message him. I'll hold on to your phone for you. You take his phone, then you just change your number under her, put your number under her oh, name. Oh, that's so good. You, you, you're in there, man. You can do whatever Dude, you like. you can like. push stuff, and he would be like, I've had a bit to drink. You're glad I didn't drive. And you're like, oh, don't worry. Why don't you take my car? I'll pick it up. <laughs> I can't find my keys. It's like, here you go, buddy. Take I'm mine. Going, take my <laughs> car, mate. You've had a rough trot. Get home and text Susie. <laughs> Don't wait till you get home, man. Text her on the way, you know? Timing is really everything, and I think this is the witching hour. Oh, mate, that's it. He's driving in your car, and you're texting as Susie. Call me, call me. Answer me right now, or I'll never see you again, and you'll never see the fucking kids. Oh, mate, I saw a guy on TikTok doing that. He's like, um, my ex... Crazy X, you don't believe me, and it was like 2,000 missed calls, messages, and then it became 5,000. But then he was like, you don't believe me, I'll show you the text. And I paused what the text was, and it was the lady mm. saying, please, I want to see my son, it's Christmas, he's mine. Oh see, God, see everyone's going on there, she's a crazy bitch. But she's like, please, I deserve to see my child. So he got all this accolades that he's a good guy. But then I yeah. freezed it and she was not trying to connect with him. She just wanted to see her baby. She could have been like a crazy junkie though, you know? I mean, 2,000 two missed calls. Like any rational person, there'd be a lawyer involved. It wouldn't just be like, I'll ring him again. <laughs> like, oh, he'll answer But it, this she time. was like Liam Neeson, I meant to say. Liam Neeson trying to get her baby back. But I agree with you, like... You could always get a, a lawyer involved. We, uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, someone who wasn't on a pipe, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be leaving. They wouldn't, you wouldn't have 2,000 missed calls from them. You'd have one call from a lawyer. Speaking of getting third party to do it, I had to drop some keys off for that. I was going to have a flat down in Freo and I just did an Uber driver, Matt. I just rang him up and then threw the keys in the car and said, drop them off. And I thought like, you know, you got Uber Eats. I was like, how good would it be like just sending an Uber driver to a baby shower? And you're just like, dude, you're like, dude, I'll, I'll pay by the hour. I'm like, take this present and go and have one or two wines and say Wolfie sent you. And you're like, I'm not even coming. They're just, there's an Indian guy just rocks up at your house and like, I'm here representing yes, Wolfie. Yes, hello, my name is Andrew. And, um. and they're like, who are you? And I'm like, Andrew Wolf's Uber driver. He told me to come here, for, stay for three hours and, listen, and have, some, uh, have some cake. Well, so that would be the like uh, having a doppelganger, man. Like if I if I found a good one, I'd be like, look, give me a number. Like you want some dead shit who looks like you, so you can mm. be like, oh fuck, I don't want to go to this thing. Hey, can you rock up and just, don't don't say much? Like please, keep your fucking mouth shut, but just kind yeah, of yeah. sit there in the back, be present, you know. <laughs> Dude, you know what would be so good is like they would probably like that version more than you because you seem like a listener and they're like he's not even talking he didn't even say where's Susie he just listened a lot <laughs> nodded had cake and you're like Josh has turned the corner he's helping himself I told him he had to help himself he's been brilliant he listened to me ramble on for 14 hours about our fucking lemon tree and acted interested it's just, it's just a cardboard cut out of me with my with my hand on my chin like a listening kind of face <laughs> like a little squint dude that is the quickest way to get someone to like you is to just listen Listen, you just listen, and they go, "I love that guy." You just sit and like, yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, same thing. Hey, and the reason is, is because it's so fucking painful, man. Like, is there anything worse than sitting there listening to someone go with a problem that you are not invested in at all? This would be my great greatest thing. You listen to someone at a party, and it's really boring. Like, where's Susie? 
And then they realise you recorded them and then you show other people at the party and they look over and you're laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh? And now the people are laughing in hysterics. <laughs> and you basically, you basically punk them at their own party. They're like, yeah, I've never really connected. And then you can hear uh, three of you guys near the pool. I've never really connected live. <laughs> You're doing an immediate joke on them. How about sending uh, my negative thought psychologist to the party in my place with like a name badge that says I'm Josh on it and he listens oh. to everyone and then he goes like, how, yeah, how do you feel about that? And they're like, wow, this is what we actually needed the whole time. Like- oh, <laughs> mate, they could end fix it up. I've always wondered like that would, that's so good to just arrive at a stranger's place like, because we did it a bit growing up where you'd go to work functions that you weren't invited to. Oh, we mentioned that early on. But just the combos yeah. you could have because you weren't in mm. the firm, but you're in a suit. Yeah. And they're like, where, where you work? And you could just go like, you could pick up names during the night and cause sabotage. You're like, yeah, that fucking Liam's a bit of a dickhead, hey? Do you know what I mean? And they're like, <laughs> but you were like a ghost in the night because you left and they were like, who was that red-eyed cunt that pissed in the, the punch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're going to fire him. It's like when you hear um, uh, that prank where you ring up at McDonald's and say, I'm not coming into my shift. And they're, why not? I'm going drinking. I don't give a shit. Because it's such a big thing. They're like, who are you? What's your name? What's your name? And you're like, Jeff Weaselback. And they're like, you don't work here anymore. Jeff Weaselback, you fucking dog. And you're like, I don't want to come in. I'm going fishing. I hate this job. And the, the, the woman has such a bad connection with her staff that she's like, is Weaselback the, the bin guy or the guy that does the French fries? I don't know any of these fucking plebs names. I I've seen that before. It was like a screenshot, like a Walmart thing. Uh, some guy, someone had been like, "Why aren't you at your shift?" And he was, he was, uh, he like called them up and was like, he didn't work there, and was just like hounding the lady. He's like, "No, I'm not coming in. I fucking hate this place." And she's like, "This is inappropriate." You're like, I, you're, <laughs> oh, "You're fired." And then it's like, like he's he never existed. I mean, I was thinking this at Bunnings yesterday because we're getting this PVC piping right. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you making, like a, a pipe? Yeah, we're making the biggest bong in the whole yeah. world, mate. The pipe bomb? <laughs> no, You're making a, a bong. I'm making a pipe bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I said biggest bong in the world and you heard biggest bomb in the world. <laughs> like a, like I'm making a six-metre pipe bomb. Im- impossible to throw. An impossible to throw pipe bomb. I was hoping you had said bong and then I thought, oh, I said fucking bomb. <laughs> Look, both work, mate, and there's great, there's great uh, avenues for riffing that come off those ro- riff, off that riff, street, riff, whichever riff way you raff, go. Riff raff, riff uh, raff. But we're there, and uh, uh, we're making just like just like a tube, like you can close up and fit like a two point five meter vinyl banner in. Real simple. Like yeah. we've been using cardboard for ages, and I was like, oh, we're here, and I saw the piping, and I was like, I've been meaning to buy this for fucking ages, um, uh, and. The guy's like, oh, yeah, you can take a hacksaw and you can cut it down to size. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's, man, that's so funny because they sell them in, like, like s- such long pieces, right? Like, yeah. they're fucking, you, you get the six-meter ones, and I'm sure they've got even bigger ones than that. It's like, hey, it would be so funny to go in there with, like, an ar- your arm and a sling and to get them to, because they, they helped me for 20 minutes with this fucking piping, right? And I yeah. had to do the cutting, but I reckon if I went in with a sling, I'd be like, oh, 
Yeah, no, my, I, can't, I can't use my arm. I'm so, I'm so sorry, man. But I need, I need eighty pieces of piping oh. cut to two point five meters, and they're like, all right, and they're sitting there hacking away, and then you get it all, and you just go, thanks, mate, and you just walk off. Oh, leave. dude, <laughs> that is so There's no checks. <laughs> so smart, man. Because when I did our kitchen reno in London. In Ikea, you have to get all this mm. stuff and it's heavy shit, like can't, can't, things. If I had just bought a set of crutches and then just whistled some guy <laughs> in, I could have become like Napoleon shouting instructions to go like, easy, easy, mate, don't scratch the fucking <laughs> shelf top, mate. Load it in there with a bit of grace and go like, look, you've got the list. Do you mind if I pop upstairs to get a... Um, 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 some meatballs, my blood sugar's <laughs> dropping. Do you know what I mean? I get like it done. You drop the crutches and walk off. No, but my thing, my thing was to have them cut it and do all the work and do it for an hour. And they're like, well, this guy needs help. And then you never buy it. You just walk straight out the oh. door and get in your car and leave them with, with all these bits of piping that they've cut lopsided. That is so <laughs> good. You just keep going in stores and go like... I need six-inch bits of these and they just cut hundreds and hundreds. And then they, you eventually go, look, just going to pop to the car to go get my wallet. And you just drive off. <laughs> but did we do the bit because the comedian had the – with the Bunnings was mm. the, the ads, how they're sort of like a terrorist thing. Like it's the only – it's one of the only ads where they're forced onto camera – and it's yeah. just some red-nosed guy in a hat. And he's like, come on down to Bunnings. And it's like, he's on $12 an hour. And now he also has to sell the product. And you, you know what I mean? Like, it's the, the comedian yeah. did it. The bit was that it's like one of those terrorist videos where there's a gun off camera. Do you know what I mean? And you've been forced. Yeah, yeah. And in many ways you have. Because I don't think if you work on Bunnings, do you know? Because you you try cover that in your high school yearbook and on on Facebook. Imagine if you were, you popped up on a Bunnings ad where they go, "Where's the fucking?" He came second in the running, and then they're like, "Come on down to Bunnings, we'll cut all your fucking PVC." You know what I mean? Like, it'd yeah. be bad. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you know that they they're like, "Oh no, it's it's great working here at Bunnings. It's such a it's such a." good time i mean we've got a great range and you're like man i fucking i've seen you like i've seen you at my bunnings and i was like hey man i'm looking for a screw top for the thing and you just walked away like oh. you're like i don't fucking know man leave me alone dude the guy i was talking to last night was i was like looking for a for an end for the like a stopper for this fucking pipe and the guy's like i was like oh like he, he found it it's, it even took him a while. And then I was walking out and I said to Don, and I was like, man, this fucking place, dude, it's like right in front of your nose. He's like, don't worry, man. I've been here for like five years. I don't know where the fuck anything is. <laughs> like it was so oh, defeated. <laughs> mate, it's so good because at Bunnings, you can never find the man. They just flash past you. You just see like an aberration on the end of the aisle, like shooting past. And Because they actually do. They actually have fun shit to do. Like get those, uh, the, you get the big trolleys that you put the, the big bits of plywood in. You push them, you get some speed up and you can go for a swing and do some fucking Tokyo drifting. Or you get to drive that little tiny uh, uh, cherry picker around going beep, 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 raising yourself up real high. Oh, so much fun. Let's not mince our words. You're living the dream working at Bunnings. It's a child's <laughs> fucking playground. I want to do the ad, man. I want to be in the... I want to work there and do the ad. I, fucking what a, what a life it is, man. Surrounded by cool power tools. They take a big risk with these actual workers because it can easily be like 
a week later, they realised they've been through through payroll, stealing shitloads of money. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or a Jared Fogel situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, Fogel. Like- <laughs> how did Subway pivot from that? They never really did. Dude, my mic's gone all echoey now. Dude, a, a few months ago, I just thought it was my mental health, but I'm starting to realise the equipment goes crazy. Sometimes. <laughs> on the, do you know what I mean? It would get all echoey and then I was like, am I in a dream? And then I'd say some crazy, like, nasty stuff that I didn't mean. Do you know, like, early on then when I did that Chinese accent, like, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't no, have that was No, that was good, man. It was relevant. Do you like, by the way, this is permanent, like, it just stays like this? What, the no? <laughs> yeah, how fucking good is that? Dude, that is always my favourite moment where... Um, you're at like a work thing and they go, oh, I've got this. And you pull out your note and it's rolled. <laughs> it's rolled in the coil. You know, like, I don't know how this happened. And do you know what I mean? It's like a 50 pound note. And you're like, I'll get this. I'll get this, Tony. This is on me. Great lunch. Looking forward to the promotion. <laughs> and then you, and like, you, pass the no- you pass the note over to the, to the bartender and they're like trying to unroll it so they can put it in the till and they can't. <laughs> Dude, that was the thing in London. The the culture was crazy. I thought everyone was doing stuff. You know, you'd be doing things at the bar. I've suddenly really got really reticent and reluctant to talk about drugs. I saw other people doing drugs. <laughs> Why are you so <laughs> reluctant to talk about your past? I don't know. I don't know. I just suddenly, I suddenly like, imagine if it, um, yeah, it's too late now, hey? Yeah, it is too late, man. Well, yeah. it, look, this is a the, this is a comedy podcast. You know what I mean? Wow, we, we would never, we it's would not, never abuse substances. It's not always apparent, but we try. Hey, we try. We try for a few laughs, laughs, for a few chuckles. There's obviously a bit of a pattern in what we do now. Maybe not. Maybe not comedy pod, but it's an irony podcast at least. It's an irony podcast. <laughs> it's a um, it's yeah. um, a nihilist sort of. Banter, I don't know. Oh, man, so that thing that happened last night, right? So I got all that fucking piping and all this wood home. Mm. And then my neighbours that I've complained about before who like to sit out on their fucking porch with one of those big, like, uh, RGB, all the colours light up, Sony fucking party speakers were out there again. Um, And then the fucking, dude, like, literally playing... Like, come on, Eileen, and singing along to it. And at one point, I heard them playing uh, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, right? that song's a trigger, man. This reminds it is a trigger. Me, it's, it's like Comedy Lounge at the end of the night. They do karaoke. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> ba bum bum bum. Man, it was exactly that, dude. It was exactly that over the road. You know what it feels? It feels like Gu- Guantanamo Bay or whatever have you pronounce it, where they played music on repeat to fuck you well, up. Eye of the Tiger gets me because that's what they did the beep test with. Do you remember the beat test? How's that song? I have the day. But did you ever do You must have done the beep test. Did they have the beep test when you were in school? Is that what is, what is, yeah. Like we, the one where you, it's like the PE thing where you have to run back and forwards and it's, it goes faster and faster. Yeah. Yeah. Go beep. Beep, yep. beep, and it gets faster and faster. But my one had it, and it would start. It would go, done, 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 and play God. Eye of the Tiger. So I, I don't even hear Rocky. I just hear beep test. Like, 
It doesn't. Act, I, I, the beeps are in my head, man. Every every time I you're you're you're, you're you're down in the running start, sort of preparing to launch. You know, you're in that racing hundred meter start pose, <laughs> yeah. ready. But the thing is, once you associate something, because this is why karaoke is so destructive, because you have a knob that can't sing, destroying yes. your childhood memories. Because you're yes. used to and you like, you know. I can't believe But once you've had a drunk fuck yell that in your ear with sweat running to the face, for the rest of the time, <laughs> it's no longer you driving down south with the salt water in your ears, like, you know, like, like, what's it? Lightning over the sugar cane, weed glass. As soon as you've had some fucking fat, fat idiot on a hen's night, how that out. You're like, I fucking hate this song now. I fucking hate it. People have told me that this. All they hear now is me going, Welcome to your life. Completely ruining Tears for Fears. One of their most beautiful ah, songs. Dude, dude <laughs> this, this is so good. Because it's it's the same with names, man. Because you you when you name your kid, uh, immediately like you can't name then every name you hate, this is a name is a great test of what you think of a person because if you like, you know when someone goes, um, Jeff. Or whatever, and you go, I hate it. That means you hate a Jeff. Yes, there's a there is a Jeff you don't like. Like na- trying trying to name a kid is figuring out what you really think about your friends and family. It's the true feedback because they'll go like, "What about Jeff?" And you're like, "Oh, I don't like that one." Hey, so sort of fucking needy about his divorce and shit. But you know, but, but then it's, it's he's it's always like, like, "Oh, Miss Susie," I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, Jeff. Don't care." It rebrands as soon as it's your kid. Because even if you fuck up with your name, about a few weeks later, it's your kid. So you're like, I love it. Our little Jeff, he's a fucking character, isn't he? Look at the way he drinks that milk. He's a survivor. I find this with songs. Like, I, I'm a... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Metallica. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not really not a big Metallica fan. Like, that fucking one song that annoys the shit out of me. Um, but then for the past week, I've had... Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that. And that's, I've had that stuck in my head. And now it's, now just, it's been on repeat. And I'm like, that, I'm like, fuck. Dude, why do you hate Metallica? Do you no, know what I, 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 I know. I don't, I, I, I don't think they're a bad band or anything. I just never, I just never dug them. Do you know what, do you know what I enter like with my, my festival show? I, ent, I enter the Sandman is how I come out. Like the opening thing. That's my. With fuel? No, enter the Sandman with Metallica. Oh, Sandman. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Man, 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 man. And, I, and I, I wait about two minutes before I come out to, like, almost get annoying. Well, that, I think that's one of their more, to- that's one of their more tolerable songs. I, like, that, yeah, uh, I, I don't – it's like I hate Metallica, Sandman, yeah, and then their cover of Ecstasy of Gold, I, like, I think it's fucking amazing. It's so good. But the rest, but the rest of them, I just didn't, I just didn't, didn't dig it. But now I've had fuel stuck in my head. Do you would love? Would you love this as your intro song? You play all into Sandman, and they think they're clapping, and you're meant to eventually come out, and then an, another track comes on. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the next track from that Welcome album. Welcome to this stage. He's coming, and it's say your prayers, say your bro, and the clap, 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 and then it goes to the next track, and then, yeah. and then you come out. Is it really annoying? It's a nine-minute wait before you come in. There's an it's like you play, you play the entirety of Master of Puppets, and they're like, what the Dude. fuck is, where is this guy, And it's man? getting funny, then they're laughing, 
Then they're upset. Then they're panicked. Then it's funny again. And they go <laughs> yeah. like, that's comedy, dude. You have all the gamut of emotions. You were frustrated. You, dude, you'll be good if you make an edit of Enter Sandman, right? And you have it where it goes, exit light. But you have it just go, exit. <laughs> <laughs> and it never does the enter night bit and it just keeps going and you walk out like <laughs> yeah, oh, in the air as he's going Ey! <laughs> it gets louder and louder. People got their fingers in their ears. Have you done that on a show like build up the anticipation? Because John Conway taught me this and he was like, We did a show and then he, he blacked it all out and then they played music. Dunno, dunno. You know, like it was like yeah. Wild West theme. But he played for so long. And the energy was so good, dude, because you sort of control. Normally, it's just some sort of like disco beat. And then it's, welcome to the stage. You're like, hey, guys, who's drinking tonight? Who's partying tonight? But it, you sort of jar them in, you know, with like you make it dark and then you play for a while. It actually has a big impact on like for a show, like how you go. Because you sort of, you get them in that mood. Even the weekly shows, I always try and put on something with a good intro and do the whole, oh, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah. you know you know what I mean? Like, they fucking, people shut up, they turn around, you, you cut whatever song you're playing before and you bring it down, slow fade it, make it silent. People look, they're like, oh, it was it starting? That's what you need. Because I, I intro Jarks Barrett once in Scarborough. And I'd never done it. And I put, That must have I been cut, such a nightmare for him, dude. Dude, I cupped, I cupped the microphone with my hands and was like, oh, you fucking welcome to the hell pit. And, like, and he came out and he had to say, sorry about that. I know that would have hurt some people's ears. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what happened there. And then he came off and I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I thought it would be funny to like put your hands cupped over the mic and yell like a demon. I would do it at Powerhouse um, Whenever I was up there, uh, whoever was running it would usually let me do the back announce for yeah. the start of the show. And because that room is so big, that main room and uh, uh, and that main central stage, I always felt like, to me, because you've got the stairs that go up to the stage as well, it always felt like it was like a boxing arena. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I had that, I always had that in my head. So I'd always go, oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's get ready for comedy. Oh, dude, that actually cute. sounds great, dude. You're good at this stuff because I did the the raw national final, like the intro for it on on camera. And when I was practicing, oh, I was like, guys, the raw like, national finals coming And I was up. like, from all around Australia, welcome to. And but the problem was, I got nervous on the. The, the actual take, so it didn't take a breath. So it was like, from all around Australia, we've got some of the greatest acts. They're from Queensland, we've got, and now welcome, welcome to this day. And I was losing it. Nazim Hussain. And it sounds so bad. One breath for about three minutes. And when I go, it's like, it's, it's Nazim Hussain. <laughs> it was so bad. He came out, it was sort of quite flat. And I'm sure he would have been pissed. Going, what the fuck was that intro guy? He sort of like died. Yeah, you got to learn how to take breaths. It's very important. Very important is the breathing bit. Mate, but I started so strong. Ladies and gentlemen from all around Australia. And then it was, and I was actually, I couldn't watch the thing. Like if you watched that year, it was the year I did Zone. I don't know what year mm. that would have been. You can hear it. I'll try to upload it. It's so bad. What, 2013, right? It would have been 2013. 
I don't know when it was, man. Time's gone very quickly. You would they would have had that you did uh, you did Raw in twenty twelve and then they would have had you do Zone the Year after. Oh yeah, no, no, I was ages after, dude. Because oh, um, I was. Oh yeah, that's right. You had to take a break because uh, they didn't want you to be uh, to be seen. <laughs> the stockbrokers didn't want you to be seen. The brokers didn't want to see me like with a bobo <laughs> clown hat on, just doing dick jokes. With one of those spinning bow ties, being like, "Hey, <laughs> you could see how that would be a problem." I saw you last night bombing at an open mic. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but can you just please still buy the shares? And you're just like, I'm working up. Yeah, I'm working. I had that once when all clients came. But I actually went all right. Just client? Wait, wait, wait. What Did you invite them or they found out and they organised amongst themselves? No, they found out and they'd all come down and thought, oh, we're going to. So I had um, both worlds colliding and I had the pressure of like, want, where I'm like, Ugh. I don't know what's going on. Like pulling my collar going like, this stuff normally works. Keep up guys, keep up. <laughs> it's, you know, comedy's a fucking team sport. You put, you get it, you get as much as you put in. And then you're attacking your own clients. I'm attacking and going like, comedy's a team sport. You're like, John, you're always a fucking coward. You're a coward with your trades, mate. And you never let me fucking do it. They're going, what the fuck is going on? Dude, that was my favourite <laughs> moment. I've probably already done this on a pod with James Smith uh, from the US. Do you know James Smith? He's the king. But he was at mm. the Laugh Garage and um, I had a bit that failed. And then I made them wait. And I found it on my phone and played it onto the mic, crushing from another night. <laughs> and I was like, who's the idiot now, you fucking turds? Because they sat silent and you could hear like an applause break to the exact same bit. I'm like, keep up. You're fucking learning disabilities out here. Did that get laughs, man? If that didn't get laughs, it's criminal. I think it got, I think it got laughs, but I couldn't tell. Fuck. I think it was mainly comics. Seeing, loving the Just howling, the, loving the the anger of it because I was a fledgling open mic and the frustration and just be, wanting to prove them wrong and actually wasting their time as I went through my voice recordings, found the section and played the exact bit. I was like, get fucked, dude, because that's that's a great bit, man. That's a great bit is to manufacture a joke which isn't very funny and then manufacture the clip where it's absolutely crushing and you do it every time. You're like, oh. That, that usually kills. Like, what Dude, the f- fuck you guys? And you get it and you play it and you're like, listen, listen. And that, I think that's hilarious, man. Oh, mate, I love that. If you could edit around it so you have a joke that doesn't really work and you mm. put a few in your show and then you go, well, that's a surprise. I did that last year on the gala and you, st- you splice it from like Dave Husey and there's an applause <laughs> break for like Pinocchio, more like Pinocchio, yes. Or some shit. <laughs> Pinocchio, yes. Yeah, man, you hit Pinocchio, yes. And it's like the, the, the sound is like a stadium erupting into laughter and it goes on for eight minutes and you're playing it on your phone and you're like, see, see, see? keep up you fucking Muppets. Well, comedy, you know what I mean? It's a thinking man's game. Look, so like- they say comedy is subjective, but this, pointing to your phone, is objectively funny. That's an objective objectively fact. Objectively funny. <laughs> Mate, that would actually be funny. Someone like Sam Campbell could do that well. And then right at the end, you would see um, Dave Hughes working, walking off stage. Like he didn't edit it fully. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a Campbell type bit, a camo move. Force the yeah, gala yeah. to watch him doing jokes as if he was at the gala. 
killing <laughs> after failing and then right at the end you saw Helia sort of look back. <laughs> that would be yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's like you've got the, the crowd shots but the crowd shots are from an obviously different theatre and then the behind the shot, like the uh, behind the performer shots, it's obviously not him at oh, all. Like it's Kitty Flanagan. Fuck, I've got to talk to Campbell. <laughs> that is the dream. Him on the gala because he always has those slides showing mm. his show from the gala before, which was that monkey thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he basically, just he goes like, what, what, just watch this. Just watch this. And then he puts the video of the year before's gala. <laughs> Holy shit, that's good. Holy it's shit. It's really good, man. It's really fucking funny, Imagine dude. people losing their mind. Cambo's out there and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome and please enjoy last year's gala set. <laughs> and then puts it on the screen. Oh, my God. Dude, my... My absolute favourite, man. Uh, it it got me so hard and it still gets me every time. Fucking Demi's one from a year or two ago with the secret stash thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Because she just does like a minute and a half of like, like fucking here's some jokes. And then it, it's so stupid. And the horror in some of those crowd members' oh, eyes dude. as she's crawling over them and kissing them on the head. And the payoff <laughs> with the 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 moustache. The moustache. The, 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 the tash. Secret, secret stash. <laughs> it's like a, a word Where play. Who's my secret stash? Can I bloody find it? Who's got my secret stash? Oh, Is dude. it under the chair? <laughs> and the payoff. The payoff. The, uh, uh, a wordplay that's oh man the labouring to get it's there the fuck it's good pun. it's so great man dude she actually did so well there I I would have thought that that would have just been like crazed looks they would have just been like ah it's it was a bit but a lot of people got it they were in there with her do you know they understood yeah. what she was doing people yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot in the crowd were on board they were like oh, oh yeah, yo, dude yeah that. It's it, it fucking it crushed, man. It's such a it's so yeah yeah yeah. That's what I was saying. She crushed with it, but it it's such a ballsy move because it's so insane that it could have fucked up and blown up in her face so bad. Well, I think like we said, it's like um uh with the and yeah in the last step, like if, when you're performing to two thousand people, you know what I mean. Like the energy is there that like it, it, a joke that maybe would usually put off thirty percent of the crowd. Like it doesn't matter anymore, and then they get on board just from from the sheer energy of it. Like that's the perfect place to do it. That's why I think I could have won Roar if I'd said I'm going to leave you on a roll, but this is the only way I know how to. <laughs> and just like it's just enough. It's not even funny. It it's doesn't a roll. Make fucking sense. I'm going to leave you on a roll. So here goes <laughs> no nothing. No one has ever uttered the words "leave you on a roll" before, but you've got this in your head. <laughs> You're fucking, I don't know how you even got to this. But you know how you say, I'm on a roll? I'm going to try. I know, I'm I know try. you say I'm on a roll, but no one's ever uttered the phrase, I'm going to leave you on a roll. <laughs> Dude, it would have been so it's good. so funny. Dude, the layers to how funny that bit is, it's so layered. It's so layered, man, because it's like the, the bit itself, right? I think anything... 
I mean, I'm I'm biased because this is exactly what I want to be see, seeing people doing. Right, is this sort of shit? But the idea itself of like getting on the floor at the end of your set and rolling away after doing a pretty standard like I'm gonna stand here and talk at you kind of set, so fucking funny. But then the additional layers of like this phrase doesn't exist. I've just made it up. Oh, that's and what it's I love. Obviously, just to cater to this weird whimsical thing I had one night probably just staring at my ceiling going like i'll leave you on a roll yeah that'll yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude you know what my favorite was um the guy from century uh, whoever the manager he saw me do it at uh the roxbury final which was like 500 people and uh yeah. the feedback i got he was uh i love that guy i love to set but what the fuck was that role at the end? Like, he's like, what is that? He's doing like shouting commentary. I just don't understand why he left rolling off stage. And I'm like, that's right, so good. Do you not understand? Like, that's the dream, right? Bill Hicks is yelling about the Iraqi war and, and then he leaves with, I'll leave you on a roll. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so bad. It's, it, I love it so much because it's just such a cross genre comedy like you just you go from one move and then they're like oh my god he's doing like auntie donna like type crazy shit randomly well that's what i was gonna say man it's like i reckon if you did that now i think it would crush because it's been like the zeitgeist is there it's been set up you know what i mean like Mm. it's like dane rathbone was pioneering um in that time oh dude my favorite set was his ron paul ron paul ron paul not yet i'll tell you when they're coming ron paul it's so fucking funny and to think like what other people were doing that year for raw and zone and dude well well, do you remember his um his the frog the legs backwards i never i never i never got to see him because it was too far before my time no 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 but his raw set his raw set that he won with ron paul was from comedy zone his raw set was looking at a frog backwards or something and i i I have never cried so much because it was so good because he was the year before and I was trying to like look and see, I wonder what people do. <laughs> just like, this is the best. He was so new. That guy was killer, dude. And he fucking mm. crushed. Like he was so, did he end up winning? He must have, eh? Yeah, I think he did win 2011. Yeah, yeah, he was the year before me, man. And it was like, Probably the funniest set I'd seen. I watched it at least a hundred times and always lost my mind because he was so ballsy. He's the only thing that's that's not up anymore. The only thing that's up there is that Ron Paul bit, and I don't think there's much else that you can find, which is upsetting, considering he doesn't play the game anymore. Do you know my favorite bit was seeing him? He had done the year before a show in Canberra, and mm. I think it had gone awful. He had dressed up as a dick and done all this weird shit, and um. <laughs> There, there was um, there was a review by Steve Bennett, and he responded to Steve Bennett. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This guy was like, "This is a waste of time. This is so against comedy." And then I loved it because Bennett doesn't keep track. So then mm. Bennett wrote a year later how this guy was the new voice of comedy, one a of the genius. Grades. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was showing yeah. up because you saw a year before Wrath Bone like going fucking hammer and tong with this cunt in comments. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. And then a year later, because Bennett's so dumb, forgot and then heralded him as a genius within a one year, even though he had lambasted him, which is why you can probably slam this 
uh, guy. Banner? He doesn't even remember, dude. <laughs> he won't remember. Well, what kind of what kind of reviews have you gotten from him? Oh, dude, Bennett, Bennett smashed me because I opened and he was like, all the hallmarks of a pro. And then he said, some of the material falls on the hack side. But the thing that fucking sucked because I'd got rid of my pigeon bit and I also had embarrassing bodies in there. And it was like, yeah, yeah. you know, they embarrassing bodies. But he was like, hack. But the show had only come out about a few weeks before in Australia. I didn't right, realise yeah. that it was new. a long running show in the UK. So for him... But also, man, that's so fucking... Like, anyone with any sense of, like, structure uh, in a comedy set would see that the first, like, the first half of that set is you setting up so that you can flip that switch and and drop the Down Syndrome line and oh, yeah, fucking weird after that. But you've got them on board. Dude, that, that, this was the thing, like... And then people said, oh, it was too spray gun, but I'm like... You got five minutes. Your best strategy is really relatable, accessible stuff, so yes. that you can drop um, a Down syndrome joke and then <laughs> rip into a wedding. I'm like, it's you're right because the strategy is to sugarcoat the cyanide. Like you can't imagine mm-hmm. if you open with the downs, you're gone. Dude, people would have been offside so hard and so immediately. You have to go one way with a pedestrian thing. Make uh, make it very excess, very oh, uh, it's more of the same, and then slowly darken and darken and become like. Look, what happens? What happens if you uh, if you try to do a little Tokyo drift from a standstill? You just go around in circles, mate. You got to speed up before you hit that roundabout, and then you can get a good slide going. Hundred <laughs> percent. We mentioned it on the pod before, but Steve Hughes told me that mm, he was yeah, like, yeah, "Man, I think you're having issues at the comedy store because you're opening with." Uh, Chasing someone with scissors, trying to kill them. I'm like, I would just do a little shout out. How you going? A few little feeler jokes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, said yeah, yeah. Some pl- wordplay on why you, you, you can't run with scissors. And I'm like, well, then how else can you stab the cunt? <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? That's your first joke. You can't run with scissors. I said, well, how else I'm going to stab you, you annoying cunt? And, um, and he was like, yeah, that's not... It's probably not even a good joke, but also probably not an opener. <laughs> not an opener. And I was like, dude, I'm hitting, I'm hitting some reef out there, man. I'm like, these people do not like me. I've said a lot of these jokes are tested, Steve. But I'm fucking burning up there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Here's the choice to make your voice be heard, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meat, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Sorry about Jared Fogel. Subway, eat fresh! So, uh, so yeah, so last night, I've got the garage open. I've got all these new power tools, right, that I'm playing with. And all I can hear from the other side of the road is, Sweet Caroline. Oh, my God. Ba-bum, come on, Eileen. And I'm sitting there, right, and I've unpacked the van uh, so that I can set, so I can, so I can get all the stuff from Bunnings. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I fucking, I fucking hate these cunts. And we've talked about them before because yeah, we're yeah. talking about annoying neighbours and, uh, and oh yeah, and and me putting the subs on the ground that one time and blasting them through the apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, we did that the the heavy metal thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, last night I was like, oh. Oh my, like it all clicked into place. The van was unloaded. I've got power tools everywhere. So I set up my speakers, right? And they're over the road. Come on, Eileen. You know what I mean. And then all you hear 
from I, I, I kept going out to the van just to see what it was like because the garage is just a huge fucking speaker box. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Right? It's the dream. It's the dream if you open that up. Oh, man. I left it wide open, my it's lights the move, on. It's the move, you know, where people put, like, a, their phone in a bucket or whatever the Exactly. Fuck, you know? exactly. Works, or in a right? glass so you can yeah, hear glass. it better, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I go out, right? I hit play, and it's just... Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I to say. And it's so <laughs> loud. I was out there, right? I was like, I was, I had all this, I, I was going to go inside and play video games. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've got my circular saw. I need to make a jig. I'm going to get this metal cutoff saw. I'm cutting this PVC piping up. And I'm going to listen to the entirety of Hold Your Color by Pendulum as oh, loud as I fucking I can. And they, I could hear them, man, because I could hear them. I could hear them turn it up and turn it up. And I was like, "Cunt, I have got four more of these speakers, and I will set all of them up." <laughs> like, oh, don't mate. even test. But the one was enough, man. The one it completely drowned them out. And then at nine fifty nine, I shut everything off and submitted a noise complaint to Queensland Police. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. You covered your tracks. Yeah, yeah, just to be a shit. I was like, here we go, I'll put a little noise complaint in. Oh, mate, that's so good. How good is that Pendulum album as well? Do you know that's the what killed me? Greatest, this is what man. killed me on my, my, my cancelled gig. Guess who else was coming to watch? It was the Ninja Warriors, Survivor, and the... The the entire cast of Pendulum were there. I looked. Oh, fucking El fuck, Hornet. Fucking, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Because, like, I don't even care about comedy, but it would have been such a sick drink tonight. Do you know what I mean? Free drinks. Yeah, man. And it would have been good to reconnect with all these fucking people as well. And, like, that would have been sick. Dude, hanging out with them. And uh, you could have got so many stories. And instead, I got bumped. And I know the guy lied and said, Wolf's on a downer. He's pulled out. He's fucking suicidal, man. He's pulled out last minute. And I'm going to actually, after this pod, call up the owner to check it mm. and go, hey, just yeah. wanted to know what happened with the bumping. Uh, obviously, it's cool, but, like, have I done anything? And then he'd be bumping. Bumping? I thought you had had a manic breakdown. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be like, aha, checkmate, fuck. And I've already I've already pinned him because I doubled down and asked what had happened. And, I mean, in that situation, like, okay, as a booker, if someone said, oh, if I was like, hey, man, I think I might have to bump you from the show. And they were like, oh, dude, I've got all these people coming. I'd go, oh, I'll, I'll look, let me work. I'll work around it. You know what I mean? Like I'll make it, I'll make it work. I agree, but I've done the master strategy because I've, the booker, I've re-verified that it was a bumping because of overbooking. I made that very mm. sure yesterday just to pin him on it before I fucking open it up to the higher guy. Do you know what I mean? Just to verify, yeah, yeah, underline yeah. it, get it in green highlight pen. So that and then be totally like, oh, look, Ninja Warrior were pretty annoyed, man. I got Robbie Swy from Pendulum messaging me going, where the fuck are you? I'm going to wait the moment. Maybe I won't ring the guy. I'll wait until they're both in the room and go like, look, just a little Ooh, question. Oh, yeah, what happened good. with that bumping? Just want to know what That's happened. And then just go like, <laughs> and then it'll be like dropping, hold your colour. It'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like drop the drop on that. There's this uh, video of uh, some guy in the UK who goes around talking to uh, EDM producers um, uh, about their production methods and all this shit. And he's talking to he's talking to Robbie. And man, that like 
I started to piece it together because that story you've got about your mum going around for Christmas and going like, Robbie, I can see you. Open the door. Yeah, get yeah, off yeah. the couch. And he's just refusing we've got, to move. I've got, some, I've got some fucking shortbread we've made for Christmas. And he's like, I'm riding. Hold your colour. <laughs> but he's um like, he's, he's specky, isn't he? He's he's on the spectrum because like I watched him do, I watched him doing this uh, doing this interview with this guy right and like the 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 eye contact is so fleeting and then he's looking he's looking down and he's got he's got that goatee and he's holding the goatee and stroking the goatee yeah I'm like, yeah yeah yeah. Oh. He's got that, it's a, it's a safety goatee. He's like, he doesn't want to talk to this cunt. He doesn't want to talk to any cunt. He wants to think about how he can get more reverb on that kick drum and make it sound good. Dude, totally. Because, like, we used to grow up there and they had dinner parties and then, like, our parents would often bring us and would sleep in the car, but at their house we'd sleep in one of the bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. And then we, as kids, what you'd do is try sneak into the kitchen and steal shit. Like, that's obviously what you do. <laughs> Steal chocolate and... Okay. Do you know? Right, so you'd yeah. crawl not, through while... Not, not silverware. Like, no, no, but fucking... like while the parents are uh, speaking, you'd try go and like steal ice cream or get stuff yeah, like me and my brother. And the other naughty kids would crawl and yeah. go, go... So it made it real fun and they're like, what are you doing out of your bedroom? And you'd run yeah. off back down. But he, he never took part. He was always in the back bedroom with a, a headset on. Just making hold your colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's nine years old. He's nine years old, and he's just sitting there going like, like the drum the drum loop doesn't even exist yet, and he's like, I can, I can I'm, it's coming together. He's reading train timetables and memorising <laughs> numbers because like we went there a lot, and I can tell you to be honest, if he heard me talking about him, like we don't fucking know each other at all. Like I went to his house. <laughs> But I, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. him ever talking to me. I, I occasionally yeah. overheard him talking about how he'd um, doing drugs with his mates and I wasn't right. in that world then, so it was, like, huge to me. But I would right. hear... And then one year he brought his friend along who I chatted to a lot more. Do you know? So he right. potentially was on the spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Because his, his mate came along and then I pr- probably know that guy from one uh, night more than I know this guy, even though we went there. Not, not lots, but, like, a shitload. Like, but, you know, but staying at his house over years kind of thing, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, we know his house. Like, intermittently. His, his dad was, like, owned the, the neighbour's house as well and just knocked the fence down, so, yeah, like, because he was rich as already. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they, it was a big house, I remember, because it was the only time I'd ever been to a place that had two houses. Do you know what I mean? Like it was two houses. <laughs> a house that had two houses. Don't worry, I don't think I've been to a house that has had two houses, like two yeah, full houses. Yeah, you know what I mean? So when you'd run and it was like, oh, yeah, they also know, they own both. They own yeah, like yeah, two yeah. blocks of land, like linked, and it's a full functional house. They just got an, maybe annoyed with the neighbour. and just, I don't even think anyone lived in there. It was like guest house. This isn't my bit. It's a bit from uh, Beardy Man's uh, Underbelly set from Fringe at like 2012 if you want to look it up but it's funny that you mentioned the train timetable thing because he's uh he's got this bit in there about how uh he does he does like the drum and bass beatboxing like yeah and how it's like going to a drum and bass rave is exactly the same as being on the tube everyone's got their arm in the air and it's oh that's so good It's so funny, man. So fucking funny. Dude, that's such a good bit, and it's so true. Mm. Like, and yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. sort of 
wigging out. So everyone's everyone's staring forward, panicked, <laughs> a little loving it, but sort of freaking out. It's dark. There's flashing lights. Your arms up in the air. The noise is exactly the same. You got the. <laughs> Oh, man, dude, I have to go soon. Was this going to be our five-hour app? We've been getting feedback and they're saying it's too long. I'm like, well, it's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you. That's right. Obviously, it's not for you. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a, I had a couple of things um, uh, that I've written down. Uh, one was uh, <laughs> some cut stuff that I had to cut out of the last one because it didn't make sense without any context in there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, well... Uh, oh, I feel like I'm gonna have to cut it out again if we get into it. But we're talking, we were talking about this idea uh, that, like, in the in the 30s and 40s, like all the blues players, like they were all named after an affliction, sort of be like Bleeding Gums Murphy, yeah, yeah. or like, 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 like. Fuck! I don't remember this. One Eyed Johnny or whatever. And I was thinking, like, well, it's the 30s and 40s, right? And like, what's more of an affliction? In the 30s. This is the context oh, that was dude, missing that made it unusable. This. I know where you're going. <laughs> but Get out what of was this. more of an affliction than being gay? You know what I mean? Like, surely there must have been a Homo Johnson out there, like, rolling around with a oh, harmonica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. like, I'm fucking gay. Do, 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 do. Dude, I'm I don't remember this. Gay. I really don't remember this riff. <laughs> I'm so fucking gay. I'm fucking gay. Fucking <laughs> hell, mate. Another delete point. But, man, is that not, like, is that not, fu- like, surely? You know what I mean? They would have been like, oh, Bleeding Gums Murphy. He's got Bleeding Gums, man. He's got a horrible case of gingivitis. Oh, Homo Johnson. He likes to fuck men. It's a weird, he's a weird oh, man. bloke. <laughs> fuck. It was that one. I, but, yeah, I, I don't think it's usable. But it's so not, funny. man. It's so fun. It's 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 a critique of a critique. I'm not saying that being gay is an affliction. I know, I know, but we need. Uh, I'm saying in this time period, sure. I know, you mate, think. but we needed um we needed um the 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 song he sing needed a bigger payoff than just gay. It should not just be um fuck. Yeah, it shouldn't just be like. I'm trapped in the closet. I'm never coming out. (laughs) I woke up this morning and I was fucking gay. Dude, that's what reminded me. I went down to the park and sucked a dick because I'm gay. This reminds me of Norm MacDonald's bit. He gets interviewed and he said to the guy, like, I'm trapped in the closet, but I'm deep in. And he goes, so what? That means you're gay? And he goes, I told you, I'm in the closet. I'm deep in the closet. (laughs) And he's like, but th- th- does that mean you're ultimately gay? And he goes, no, I'm, I'm in the closet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm staying in the closet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to stay in the closet. Okay. And then it was so good because it was just playing on that over and over. And he was like, but that means that like, you are actually gay, but you're not going to. No, no, I, I told you I'm staying in the closet. <laughs> well, as, soon, as soon as you say it, you're not in there anymore. So you can't, you can't, you can't cop to it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a good dichotomy because by saying it, then you're out. But he, he said, no, I, I, I would prefer to stay in the closet. <laughs> it's kind of a uh, uh, Back and forth. Uh, I didn't do it any justice. But, dude, I don't want to get out of this gay stuff. I, I'm pro. All right, that's fine. We'll get out of that. I've, I've got another one that I think you'll fucking find. No! It's <laughs> one. Right, okay. How's this? All right. I'm thinking about this as maybe an ad, but I'm not, I'm not sure yet. But it's like a captain's log thing, right? 
And he's like, uh, Captain's Log, we've discovered a new country. It's incredible. It's called Africa. It's completely underdeveloped. They're so impoverished and so uneducated. And it's full of African-Americans <laughs> ready to be exploited and taken advantage of. It's amazing to think that in these modern times that there are still new worlds out there to announce. Signing off July 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time is 2015. <laughs> oh, but that's so good. The wrong day. Dude, because I find that weird, like, um, it is weird that they have the African-Americans and the different, do you know what I mean, designations. Like, what is it meant to be called now? Well, I think, because for, for some reason people thought it was offensive to say black. I remember being in Canada and people being like, black? No, African-Canadian. I'm like, man, these people are from the fucking Caribbean, dude. Like, all of the, all of the black people in Canada are from Jamaica. Yeah, I... <laughs> They're all Jamaican-Americans, uh, J- J- Jamaican-Africans. And then it's sort of like, I don't know, man. I, I America's st- a bit weird, though, because they, like, they cling on to their heritage like motherfuckers. Like, they say they're American, but then, uh, like, they're like, no, I'm, I'm Italian, man. I'm a fucking Italiano over Italian, here. Yeah, 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 totally. Italian American. Or they're like, I'm Irish, I'm Jamaican, whatever it is, they are, they're that thing. But I, I find it's such a transient, like a transient is probably not a good word, but, but like um, it's such a moving topic that I just freak out around everything now. And then I just look panicked. So instead of being normal, they look at and go like, Wolf's gone ghostly white and he looks like he's seen, he's seen a ghost, like he seems shocked. And I'm t- just want to like communicate, but I'm like freaking out. And then they can see me sort of like stuttering. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're like, uh, you, you rob, you, you rob people. You robbers. You're all robbers. See that I mean? But if I could just relax, I could just relax. I don't think of any of it. But instead, I'm like a cat on a tin roof and I'm frightened. And then their body language, they go, these fucking deep seated racists, eh? The way he's jumpy, like I was going to mug him. And I was like, I just didn't know the fucking dialogue, the vocabulary. I don't know what the words are. I'm freaking out about the English. I don't want to offend you. And then it looks like I'm jumpy around um, those uh, people of that type. Black you can't people. say black. You, you, it fucking, you can, man. You can't. Black is the correct word. No, you're not meant to say that. You, yes, you are. Why would you assume the country of origin for someone's ethnicity? Like, I wouldn't walk up to a someone I thought was. If, okay, if you walked up to someone, dude, you don't say black. I call them night people. <laughs> 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 I, I call that's mate, bad. They're the the dark ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, mate! Fuck! Why do we anyway, always go to these areas? We can move across. We can move away from that. But the my, the, the point is, with both um, Homer Johnson and Captain's Log, is it's a critique of the time period <laughs> and the view, not. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's I not, thought your um, Captain's Log. I thought it was going to be someone like keeping records of their shits. I thought you'd be doing like a, a word play. Captain's log, runny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, I, that's I like, that is I, very I, base. I thought you were going basic. <laughs> I was going like, watch, watch Josh put two bits of Lego together and call it a premise. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm only joking. You're killing it, man. I love it. Mate, what should we do? Picks of the week. Because we've got some things to cover. Yeah, yeah, and one and one one little quick take. The other thing, because I started streaming me doing the editing 
on the podcast because it's so fucking mind numbing. But dude, what do you um, do editing? Because like, what do I do editing? There's nothing to leave of- out. Where it's all good. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of people asking me, like, what's left out? And I'm like, honestly, it's really, it's really not that much. It's actually mostly just lining up the, um, uh, the tracks and then making sure that all of the 100%, 100% are cut out. Like oh, those, you got to get rid of that. Those are the core bits. And then listening back through to beep things. Mate, I've been listening, I've been listening to a guy from prison and he was um, – it, it was um, – because he's telling stories of like, – he's a big uh, diamond robber, but – I'm up to yeah. about episode 18 and he's like, no word or lie. I remember it like it was yesterday. Do you know what I mean? And, and it yeah. actually grates the fuck out of you. He goes, I remember this it was like it was yesterday. I remember this as I was yesterday. We were put in the vans. It, we were put in the vans and we wouldn't, weren't allowed to have a piss. Or, you know what I mean? Eventually yeah, yeah. you're like, fuck off. Go back to jail, cunt. As soon as you identify a vocal crutch, especially one of your own, you can't unhear it and you have to do everything in your power to get rid of it, you know? Yeah, but we're not losers because, you know, a lot have arm and R. At least we don't have that shit. We don't do a lot of arms. We have a few, but not more than there should be. Uh, like is the big one, I think, uh, for everybody uh, now is, is everything is they were like this and then they, I was like, and then they were like, and then like, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> and it's, it's, like, like you- it's like, dude, that's what Pendulum need to do as a remix instead of... Um, <laughs> You know, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, what did they do? The, the fucking question time or Australian story? ABC, ABC News. ABC News. If they did It's Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, drop that beat. It's like I'm racist. Since I was streaming, I was thinking about how a great idea for a stream, right? I think you could get people really invested in. It would take some time, though. It would be a Twitch stream and you'd have... It would be of the guy's phone, and he'd just be on Tinder, and he the Twitch the Twitch stream would be, um, I really want to fuck, but I have to swipe left on everyone. So he'd be going through, and he'd be like, Oh fuck, I knew this girl in high school. Oh my god, I didn't know if she swiped right on me, but then he has to swipe left, and he goes oh. to the next one. She's like, She's beautiful. Oh, we've got all the same interests. I love her dog, and it swipes like he's not even he's tied to a chair, and it's just swiping left oh, on his account. Mate, this is great. The reactions because. <laughs> It's the gambler's in, impulse because I had a girl on New Year's and I was like, because um, she, had, she had come there for one of the comics via Tinder and I was like, let me see, let me see his profile. I want to see all his fucking messages. So then she gave it to me and I was reading through it all, loving it. Ha <laughs> ha, look at this, guys. Look. But then I asked, let me, let me work this fucking phone for a bit. I want to work. And you realise they all believe in true love. She was like, don't waste it. I don't know. Don't yeah. do it. Like she, she was getting yeah. all j- uppity. I'm like, let me have some fun. I want to whip through <laughs> some of these. And I want to have, let me play the game. It's like snake on the phone. And she was like, give it to me. Oh, my soulmate, my soulmate. It's gone. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, you're so fucking emotional about it. If someone came into a casino and you were putting money on a roulette table and they grabbed it and put it down for you, like it's the same odds. But you'd be there screaming, going, no, no, not 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be 21. What the fuck? And then it would hit 23 and you'd it, like you'd completely erase dude, that screaming dude, that, from your mind. <laughs> there was a girl on New Year's that was at and she read my palm and said, your wealth line's broken. Like a gypsy <laughs> woman. I would have said, how's my, how's my fuck line looking tonight? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how they go? Your fuck line? Because you've got a lot of scabs on your hand. And they're like, it's... <laughs> 
You've been jacking <laughs> off, dude. We, uh, even I, I'm not a palm reader and can tell you've been fucking jerking it. But, um, but you know what the thing was? She said the other opportunities will come. But then I'm like, why don't you get more specific? Where they go, you're going to be a barbarian. I said, I want like you're a future barbarian that will con- um, con- connect the continents. Or do you know, like have a real thing yeah. where you go like, you you are Pol Pot. And you're like, yeah. And they go like, you will rule nations. And I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. I'm going to have another fucking breezer. Shit's going to get good in the next few years. Well, man, I have that uh, I have that written down as I wanted to do an ad for a really specific psychic service. So it's like the guy would come out and be like, just throw it all on the table immediately and go like, look, your son Jackson, he's going to have a drug problem, but it's going to be okay. And he's going to flip his life around and it's going to be great and blah, blah, and just keep going on and on and on. And then at the end, he's like, my name is Anthony. I'm not Mark. I don't know any of these people. And he's like, fuck fuck it. Damn it. Fuck. And he goes off and he's like, one of these days it's going to work. That is so (laughs) Good because I've I've baited one before, which is the trick where they go, I'm getting an A. I'm getting an A and you're like, Anthony. <gasps> Anthony. And then they're like, Oh, Anthony, is he your grandfather? And they go, Uncle, actually. And then they run off. Your uncle was yeah. like the nautical stuff. And then you're like, Listen, don't want to hold you up here. There's no Anthony. You fucking idiot. There's no Anthony. I was just testing you. Do you know when I fucking check the depth of the water? You've run off with this Anthony shit saying that he's going to end up banging my stepdad. I'm like, there's no Anthony, fuckface. You idiot, I'm out of here. We, you gotta let him dig the hole. You let him dig so deep that they're like, and they're like, wow, this one's going very fucking well. You know, you're like, Anthony, it's like great. He's like, yeah, my uncle. Oh. He's like, yeah, nautical stuff. And you're like, he was a keen fisherman. And they're like, that's right. You know, and he's he's out there on the seas. And he owned a boat. He, and do <laughs> you know what the thing is? I challenge anyone to do this, and this is the quickest way to prove that they're bullshit. Agree with everything they say and watch how big the lie becomes. It's so good because they Dude, get their confidence up. If you went up. to a psychic and if you went to a psychic and they, the first thing that came out with you said yes and you let them run with it and everything they said you were like yeah yeah they would start to go crazy. You know what I mean? Like if you went back week after week, they wouldn't know what to do and they would think they would think I actually got the gift. Drinking all that fucking honeyed water, they'd be like, oh my god. I was just fucking looking for some quick cash. I'm I might actually be psychic. I seem to know everything about this guy's life. Fisherman? He worked on boats for years. No one knew that though. That was his past in Vietnam. This is incredible. <laughs> Jeff and Anthony. Anthony, my uncle. Fuck, no one knew about Anthony because he died early in the war. And then it's just like the, you know, the crowd's believing it. But you know what the other thing I would like to do is the fake read where you set a mate up. And you give them all the info and you just, you put them into, they're in balls of tears because it's really accurate shit and I've written it. Do you know what I mean? You go like, oh, group night tonight, guys. We're all having our palms read and I basically pay a comedian to sit in there and just say horrific things about their family and they just come out crying. I'm just drinking like uh, emu export, loving it. And they come out and go like, what's wrong, mate? And he's like, She's fucking cheating on me, man. Stacy, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, you've written it all up. It's the nice, funnest night. You know what would be a great, uh, a great bit as a comic uh, is you do a psychic character and you make sure that you're on the bill with a bunch of people who you know quite well right? and you just play to the back of the room and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, Mike, Mike, I'm getting a mic. Mike Goldstein. 
<laughs> and you're just revealing <laughs> revealing secrets or things that he's he's told you like you did cocaine <laughs> on new year's in 2019 and dude this would it be was so good a little bit too much and you freaked out and you hit that woman <laughs> dude and it's like i am um, oh mate i love that and you could go like uh is there is there a mic in the room he often wears a blue shirt. A blue shirt. There he is. Mike. Mike, I'm getting a Jewish name. Steen. Something Steen. And fuck, it'd be good. But a little, little taste of Sri Lanka in there somewhere. <laughs> and the crowd's like, this guy is amazing. And the comics are like, fuck off. Stop telling people what I did at they your wedding. Love it. They would love it. <laughs> Mate, I am. Um, fuck, so let's do the stock thing, man, because I've got to go and drive around. <laughs> yeah, looking for bridges. I was going to post that for my show and I'm going like the final three shows, bef- come to the last few shows before I d- drive off the Narrows Bridge. But then I thought, I don't want to lumber people with my problems. It's better I keep it a surprise. Before we do the, before we do the stocks, uh, I have, uh, I've, I sold out of crypto completely. That Mate. was we we went from uh we went from nine uh it's a big drop down to five and we made that triple back and then I've I've sold out and I'm sitting I like I've got a little I've got a little margin and, and something something small but the uh the 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 fat stack is just sitting in uh in US dollars there. Dude, that's the move because that's where I went wrong because you have um you've made a fifteen bag. It's time to three, three bags, take three some bags. time, get some cocktails and uh, recharge for your next move. But the, if you keep yeah. going, you, you tempt fate. And that's where yeah, I went yeah. wrong. You know, I'm chasing me, so chasing me, so chasing me, so and now I've got to deal with the aftermath. And we've had a lot of people angry about me, so but the, the reality was um, after Remsel, like we heart was still going to come and it was all right. No one could expect the COVID loss, but a lot of – the positions were greatly reduced in MESO after Ramsell failed and then further after the heart news. I mean, not everyone was, um, you know, I mean, there were unfortunately the podcast's not up to date, which is why you probably need to sign up, with, 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 you know, to be to not be three months behind on sure the story. Dot money. No, I mean, it's not three months behind, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter how, if it's fucking eight hours behind. It's like... We're not giving any advice to people. Exactly. Not giving advice, you've got to go and look at this shit yourself or get a professional to do it for you. But you know what the thing that was, the stock that's doing well is brain chip now, man. It's going to make you angry. I know. It's it's fucking infuriating, man. It's 58. Dude, I'm fucking, I'm almost at a double on that fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, man, I feel bad for you because I jumped in heavy at 48 cents. <laughs> I did message you and go, dude, Fuck. it's about to uh, blow. Um, I told yeah. you. I said, yeah, I did 10 I minutes before close. I said, man, there's some big volumes coming in. You need to make a move here. No, you didn't say that at all. But what am I going to do? Check Go your messages. There. I said, I said, bra- bra- brain chips looking like a breakout tomorrow. Yeah, but what am I going to do? I'm going to go like uh, mesoblast, take a fucking FDA loss. 40% off that position, put that into brain chip, make a small a small little incremental rise on that, chuck it back into meso, take another 30% loss, and then go, well, I'll put it back on brain chip again. Dude, I'm just fucking going between the two. It's a how, waste of fucking time. How have you had a look at my trading portfolio? Who, how'd you log in? <laughs> like you just described it. 
<laughs> you describe my trades. Probably because you call me for two hours every day to scream about it. <laughs> yeah, but look, the thing was, um, and then that obviously that dick battery's gone through the roof. Dick batteries. <laughs> Which is so funny, man. That the one the one thing that we were just ripping the shit out of, the fucking <laughs> the self-charging wank battery who wants to mine the asteroids is like oh. it's up. What's it gone from? It's it was at thirty three and it's at thirty three and a half now. And when we called it, I believe it was at seventeen, maybe, yeah. maybe even maybe even twelve. Man, it's tripled. It's fucking tri- we've done it. It's tripled. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? This is this is how the world works. Like, um, it just always uh, taunts and annoys you. Like the number of times I've had with uh, clients, or you know, you hit a number and then you just want. A little bit more and it's always this mm. the poetry of the you know what i mean like that that it's always an inch away it was like the house in netherlands if i'd made that extra two mil i could have closed out and had a house without a mortgage but it uh, the 200 grand evaded me and and you wonder if you'd clicked to 200 two mil you might have probably settled it and it would have been a different yeah. story because once you hit yeah. round numbers do you know it's like the human condition to go on round numbers and bells like Pavlo's dogs and to of respond course. to beep tests. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> the sound. You must get fucking dun, freaked out dun, at Coles, dun, man. Dun. People are checking through this stuff. Beep. And you're in the runner's position. You drop down. No, it's just the eye of the tiger. The beeps I can handle because that's part of everyday modern life. You know what I mean? You tap away on your phone, there's a beep. You wake up in the morning, there's a beep. But as soon as that dum, 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 I think I've got to run. I don't want to run. I want to be like, put let's. Put me back in drama class. Why the fuck am I here? I want to go back to drama. <laughs> the only times when we used to do sandboarding, there was an older brother that drove us there. This guy was would make the sandboards and sell them to us and would go, you know sandboarding when you wax it and yeah. go down? Yeah. Th- that guy used to play it in his paddy wagon the whole time. Eye of the Tiger. Are you serious? Oh, my God. What an annoying cunt. He was the best story ever because we were young, like 13, and I think he might have been 17, 18, and I had one mate that was really big and they eventually ended up in a fight and it was one of the great fights because this guy was an adult with a car and he he sort of got bashed by a fucking 13-year-old and it's like, we're all howling. I hadn't even hit puberty, but just the idea that you could reach outside of even the school system and fuck someone up was just like, yeah, how good's this? This is the UFC. Why was he hanging out with 13-year-olds, taking him sandboarding? Well, because he used to drive us to the sandboarding. You know what actually caused... why? Was he trying to fuck you? I don't understand. No, he was just a nerd, man. You know how they're nerds Uh, that reach down to find friends? And the best Mm. moment, you know what caused the fight? We had been teasing him. As a group, and I, um, he, he was yelling, and he had, they had a little, um, what did they have? Like, you know those mini dogs? Chihuahua. They had a fucking chihuahua. And yeah. um, I was yelling at him because I was the loudmouth but never did anything. I was yelling at him, and I was down at my parents' house, and he was higher up in the street. And then I yelled, and he goes, fuck off, don't do anything. And I threw my shoe up the street and hit the dog. I hit the oh, dog. No. And it's bigger than the dog. I threw a fucking boot off my thing and somehow I saw it and I was like, but then he ran down furious and then my bigger mate sort of stepped in, which has always happened in my life, to protect me. And then yeah. he ended up in a sort of scuffle with him. 
But um, that's pretty much the story of my life, man. I, I'm the cheeky guy that e- exits stage left. A lot of this, uh, a lot of your stories are you throwing something and hitting someone or flicking sand in a kid's face or setting fireworks off in a crowded line for a nightclub. Dude, but my thing was, I, I remember, I can still remember the shoe flipping. It went over the power lines and I was like, how's this possible? How's this possible? How's this possible? And this is an orange chihuahua. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then it fucking hit it. It's like the end of like a fucking Any Given Sunday movie or whatever where the guy throws the Hail Mary football and the the, the quarterback and there's the other the receiver. He's standing there to catch it and it's just like that. Oh, and you go, how? It's so far. This is oh. the furthest I've ever, anything's ever been thrown ever. And then it hits a dock in the head. And Dude, knocks it that house, that house, <laughs> the, the Silverlocks were insane, man, because they were really churchy. And they had, um, mm. they had, we had a sign on our um, street that said no spraying in the alley alleyway, which was like no graffiti. And I yes. got white out and changed it to no praying in the alleyway, which was right next to the house. It's <laughs> <laughs> right next to the house. But the, these people were so violent. My brother and I were there and they still did like bash their kids. So like I was there once. Yeah. yeah. And he came out, where I, have I told the story? He was like, where are you, Jared? Where the fuck? I told you to come in. He, he yelled oh this God. once from the top of the street, Jared. Jared's like 14. Come and put your nappies in the bucket. He was still weighing his bed. He yelled, Jared, I've told you, come and put your nappies in the bucket. <laughs> come and Dude, put your that fucking, what, so, so much trauma, man. That's, and that's, that's the, fu- that's the problem when you, when you, when you base your, um, uh, your, like your, your whole system of moral and belief is that at the end you say, oh, sorry, whoopsies, and you're fine. It's like, yeah, bash your kids, do whatever, who gives a fuck? This is the most traumatic thing I had. We were at his house swimming. And his dad came out fuming because they hadn't cleaned up or done something. And he, mm. he, had, he pulled his belt off. And me and my brother hid in the hedgery, like near the pool. And he started yeah. whipping the kids and they ran in. And the older brother, the guy that got in that fight and threw the shoe, he dived into the pool. And his dad got the pool scoop and was holding him under. Holding what him under with it. Fuck, and then man. we were hiding and then he started yelling, who's that in the bushes? Get out of here, Jared. Get out of here. I want to speak. And we were like... <laughs> Oh, Mr. Silverlock, sorry, hey, um, we're going to head home now. Sorry. And then we had to run home. And I remember my brother and me in the house going like, holy fuck. It was like a, do you know that full domestic violence thing that we had watched from the hedges? Just hoping he didn't go for us. But it's fucking traumatising, dude, with like a 50-year-old angry when you're young. It's fucking oh, yeah, scary. Fuck, of course it is, man. But dude, how, man, how's this for, uh, I was thinking for... Uh uh, just for a Facebook post, I was going to be like, yeah, I was reading the Bible the other day. It was pretty cool. And then I got to Hebrews 13, 4, and I was like, fuck that shit. And Hebrews 13, 4 is the no sex before marriage. Bit. Oh, dude, that's so, you lost me there, Jesus. Too far on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well played, sir, but a little bit too far. A bit too much creative license with that arc <laughs> shit. I'm Fucking idiot. Remove the arc and I'm back on board. 13.4 is the, uh, like, the uh, no sex before marriage bit. Or you do it with, mm. the, like, no masturbating bit. You go like, yeah, it was pretty cool until I got to Jonathan 15.8. And I was like, what? No wanking. That sounds lame. And I closed That's it That's not for me. <laughs> I, early on, I was like, sign me up. I'm a life member. And then I read chapter 441 <laughs> and I was like, no, I'll be... I want to marry my sister or whatever the fuck. (laughs) 
Man, how is um, dude? How's that sandboarding though? I I fucking they <laughs> they brought us over uh for a school exchange between Brisbane and Christchurch, um mostly so that people from Brisbane could see snow once in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that we could go to theme parks, which was sick. And then one day they were like, okay, you can go sandboarding or you can go like to some fucking swimming thing. And I was like, man, sandboarding. Let's let's do it, man. Mm. These fucking this is the thing with all all the tourism uh entire yeah the entire tourism industry is it's just carnies and kids right running this shit so like so we're on these we're on these trucks and we get up these fucking giant sand dunes and this guy who on reflection would have been like 20 i guess like yeah. has what i don't know probably 10 14 year olds under his control and then like a couple of teachers who are like what dude this is sick man we get every year we get uh get flown out to brisbane and we just get fucking day drunk while australia zoo take care of them oh mate that's it i've oh boys boys i've got a few cheeky ones back in the bus <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can yeah. go do their fucking sandboarding we get up there and the guy's like hauling these sandboards out right and it's like they're just fucking bits of wood with like straps that you put on your feet yeah that's it man and he's like yeah here you go and then that was the instruction was, here you go. And I'm like, okay, I don't like, I have no, I have no concept of, yeah. I've never skateboarded at this point in my life. Like no concept of anything. I get on the sandboard. Right. And I'm just immediately, you're going down this thing. You're just going straight. I'm like yeah. boom, faster and faster and faster. And it was probably, probably seven seconds. And I was like, oh, I, I don't. I don't actually know how to stop. Like I've got, I've got no idea <laughs> what happens at the end here. And I'm like, uh, do I like, uh, so I try to move, which was a huge mistake. And I flick the sandboard around <laughs> and immediately I face plant and I just feel, I feel this bit of wood hit me in the back of the oh. head. So fucking hot. My legs have whipped around, still attached. The sandboard has scorpioned me in the back of the skull. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like out for a second and I kind of come to and I sit up. I've got this throbbing pain in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look to my left and then these two girls who are on another sandboard, right? And this is not how you use a sandboard. It's not two people on yeah. a sandboard sitting down are just coming careening at me, hit me straight in the leg. And so for the rest of the fucking, st of this oh. Brisbane exchange trip, I've got like this throbbing, probably a concussion and my, all the skin from my thigh has been removed. Oh. And only that. And there's sand going in it. At, well, the, sa the, the sand's everywhere, and my back is because just coming from Christchurch with this no summer, my back is lobster red and starts to peel about three days in, and I can't even lie down. Like, I have to sleep, like, hunched over. Dude, it's so <laughs> dangerous. It's so dangerous because it's, um, it's like skiing. Like, I went out there snowboarding, and immediately, because you're gung-ho, just went down a massive run and just cleaned up some woman on skis. And she was so angry with me. But, you know, you just go at about 50 k's into the side of a leg and then go, I'm yeah. sorry. But you know what the sandboarding, the worst was, like, we did it independently. So we just get dropped at, like conservation areas where they're trying to protect the dunes and rehabitat and then you run around on 40 degree sand just bearing oh, dude, you so know what hot. i mean just just jumping on shit and there's snakes in there and it's just eight of us <laughs> just fucking digging holes and crushing like the native fucking tundra or whatever the, what is the australian bush anyway flora it fucking sucks <laughs> what is it 
the, the Australian bush looks like a, tr- you know, in a model train track where they put that little scrub. Like the moss. Or, yeah, they put yeah, the moss Yeah, that moss, moss ball sort of shit around the train tracks. <laughs> That's what Australian uh, landscape looks like. The whole thing yeah, looks man. like that fucking, is that cotton wool? What is that shit? <laughs> Green cotton wool? It sucks. I always want to light it. I love when, I love when you go hiking here um, and it's either like, it's either like you're going for a walk um, up a slight gradient or the only other thing you have is like, yeah, we found a bunch of rocks, and if you um, uh, if you're willing to risk your own life, you can you can climb up them like free bouldering. And you're like, I'm not what the I'm not fucking. This isn't hiking, man. Ah. This is rock climbing. What's wrong with you? And then they're like, isn't it beautiful? The great outdoors is so beautiful here. And you're like, man, and like like New Zealand is like lush, like lush forests and like hiking trails through these like actual mountains yeah, yeah, that yeah. are massive and like rolling countryside. And here you're like, if you go in a little bit further you're gonna hit sand and it keeps going like that until you get to perth where you hit oil hopefully and that's our economy they're like make sure you drink pretty uh, plenty of water or you'll get hit heat stroke you have to drink like a three liters of water every 15 minutes and it's a hellscape but you know what the thing i find weird as well you're, you're always going you're going hiking with a fucking iv drip in your arm Dude. and a, like attached to one of those camel backpacks there's a big fucking bowser a truck that follows you around with pipes like a, a feeding like a mum mum piglet feeding and you yeah. sort of have and that the audacity the audacity of of uh the audacity of the British to arrive here and take this country from the people Dude. who had learned to adapt and survive. And they're like, oh, fuck, it's hot, though. Like, they're here and they're like, this is, this is our land now, but fuck, we cannot handle the heat. You know, you know what? That, that is why you've got to respect it as well, because when you go and see the cave paintings and stuff, they're all mm. good, right? It's hunting mm. scenes and stuff. I've always wondered why there isn't sort of a 15-year-old boy that kept doing dicks or, like, sort of sex scenes. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, why all the pictures? Why isn't some guy just with a big dick putting that on all the caves, going, like, fucking tripod, tripod boy? Or, or you draw, you draw like, suicide note and go, this is my last message, putting a, steer, a, a spear into your own heart and going, like, I hate it here. I hate I hate this great nation. Like they have that in Greece and they have that in like all, all those all those ancient civilizations where it'll be like they gloss over it, but if you if you do a little Google searching, they'll be like, Yeah, here's the uh here's cave paintings of, of dicks throughout time. Like here's a rock carving. Oh really? Like- I didn't know but man, that my dream this my spirit animal would be that. To find a cave painting from Five thousand years ago, that was a suicide <laughs> note. That it's him pushing a spear into his own heart. I'm like, it yeah. never changes. Even then, it sucked. You know what? It's it's like uh, it's like one of those uh, diagrams, and it looks like uh, like they got like a boulder on a cliff, and it's yeah. like, oh, that must have been how they hunted the animal and it's like no 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 no. that was an elaborate suicide through goldberg machine where he's put the boulder on the cliff and he pulls the vine and it comes down and Dude, crushes that's it. what you want <laughs> they've drawn themselves at the bottom of the cliff with a rock and an arrow saying please push <laughs> please push i'm waiting down there it's drawn on the rock please push this <laughs> you just stand there hoping someone will read the note you sit there all day but that would be funny, man, to find a suicide note on a cave. Fuck, that's, that's an all right premise. That's what it's... You, you know how, uh, uh, like, it's such a fucking classic uh, racist uh, line or, or, like, an alt-right line uh, where they'll, 
uh, post something and be like, oh, well, ancient civilization and you're still using sticks, huh? Wow, yeah. how good could it have been? And it's like, yeah, man, they didn't, they didn't, do they, this, is, this is what a content society looks like. Like a yeah, content yeah. society isn't going like, fuck, fuck, I wish I, could, I wish I could own this land and fucking keep people off it and shoot them to death. Like, I wish oh, mate, I, wish I could. <laughs> that's the thing, dude. Dreamtime dream time is the closest thing to that psychedelic experience. The idea that you come mm. up, Dreamtime as a spiritual belief is the closest you'll get on DMT, mushrooms. They match. They match. Mm. They're the same yeah. sort of philosophy. So it's actually the most progressive. We've got random books just saying don't touch your dick because we're going to cut the skin off the t- tip of it. Don't touch it. We just cut the skin off. We're going to fucking cut your skin dick. You're not touching it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? Ours is all perversions of fear and greed. It's a fuck up. I love it, man. I love it that there's, uh, there are people out there who are like uh, – like railing so hard, they're like, it's, it's, it's broken, mate. It's broke. People fucking coming through the borders, mate. All these people, like, what the fuck, mate? Muslims, what's going on with fucking Islam? And they're like, and then, and then in the same breath, they're going like, oh, mate, they couldn't even invent a fucking, like, a, a roof. It's like, yeah, they, they didn't need one, man. You sleep under the stars. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. This is, like, you're not content. You're not happy. How are you fucking lashing out at these people? It's the same idea of the pensioner that won't get a new TV or, do you know what I mean? Like exchange of ideas (laughs) is how everything works, right? So that that sort of uh, exclusionary views is just a moron. Everyone should absorb all ideas. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the way to how we got smart. So like even like cultures you don't like, you can take away from and then we merge it. It's all what's fusion Mm. cooking. Fusion cooking's what we need, dude. We'll be a racist society that, that just is the best version of everything. That's what uh, the, the natural story arc is down here, surely. Of course. They're not going to be pocketed fucking ideas. That sucks. It's dumb. Don't you think those untouched civilizations, like, like, like that island where they flew a helicopter over it and they were throwing spears Strong at Throwing rocks. Didn't, didn't uh, <laughs> I, think about, I think about three missionaries have been there and they were eaten alive. They're just <laughs> fucking taken down. They're going, that's a ghost. Dude, it's so dope, man. It's so dope that these, this tribe has, uh, has been like, like what? Are the, who are these fucking ghosts coming to visit us? Like these spirit oh, entities it. and their metal birds, like kill them. And they were so good at it that everyone, like the whole world, was like, "Whoa, okay, like whatever you want, guy. Like we will leave you the fuck alone." Dude, they're not gonna last. <laughs> Eventually, like they might not go there, but there'll be like a Pornhub camera in there filming them for some guy's fetish. They'll be like, "I want to see, fe- I want to see fucking." Native people fucking a cave. That's how I get off. <laughs> like they're not going to leave them untouched. Man, th- th- it must be it must be bliss in there. Like th- it's it's this it's a tiny ecosystem. It's completely self-sustained. They that like they're not worried about jack shit. Like they're not. There's no Elon Musk in there. There's like there's there's no like Natu in there. And, and Natu's like like I want to reach space, D- dude. That's a character, man. I would love to go live there, man. You know what'd be so good? You get there. And you show a photo of Epstein and they recognise him. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, we've met that guy. 
Oh, Mr. the big Epstein. man, the big boss. <laughs> the big very, man. very they great. They call him big man. <laughs> <laughs> Epstein's actually been going there as well. It's yeah. like, yeah. you can tell no lies when you can't speak the language. What are you going to do? Fax, fax the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> Imagine being the Elon of that island. And like, except like, because Elon's like, I want to go to space. And this guy's like, man, I, I don't know. I know everyone's freaked out, but like, I want to get in the helicopter, like the whirly bird. I want to get into, into the oh. steel bird. I want to go into the sky. And they're like, no, Natu, you cannot go into the Natu, sky. Natu, like, Natu, I you, do it. You will, <laughs> you will die up there. And he's like, I want to. I, he's a visionary. He's a visionary without the tools or means. That, that would be a, that would be oh, a hell mate. of existence. You know what you want to do is uh, sky drop uh, the worst vices of humans, like a big fucking carton of cigarettes with some lighters. <laughs> <laughs> and drop them in. Do you know what I mean? Just sort of with like a just picture diagram of like yeah. the guy. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. And there's some rich asshole billionaire has dropped uh, camel cigarettes down there. So the next day they come back, they're, they're all addicted to nicotine. <laughs> it's like, you fucking asshole. And you're like, ah, I just, I just didn't like the idea of anything being untouched. They're addicted to Marlboro, Marlboro Reds. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Darren here for DarrenSadBlogs.com.au, Australia's number one relationship betting website. Susan and Braden have been on the rocks for a while, and DarrenSadBlogs.com.au is the only betting website that lets you take a punt on when they finally split. We've got a running pool on Susan and Braden's divorce settlement. With three to one odds on Braden getting custody of the kids, you'd be crazy not to take a punt this weekend. Correctly pick the month they change their Facebook relationship status and who gets the holiday home in Tannum Sands, and we'll match your bet up to $200. The whole world is watching and the pressure is mounting. Stream Susan's latest passive-aggressive social media post comments as they roll in live this weekend and sign up for Sad Blokes TV for minute-by-minute screenshots of Braden talking to his best mate from high school about where it all went wrong. It's all happening this weekend at darrensadblokes.com.au. I think that's a great cigarette uh, ad as well is... Uh... We're talking about we're talking about Honey Bidet, right? Like uh, the yeah, yeah. the clientele from Honey Bidet is yeah. uh, exactly the. Mo- I think I think the if you if you needed to get out of Honey Bidet, if if that was your business, and for some re- reason you needed an exit strategy and you wanted to capitalize as much as possible, the thing would be to sell your email marketing list to Zoloft because yeah, the yeah, Venn yeah. diagram of people who shop at Honey Bidet and need antidepressants is uh, is a, a, just a circle. It's an absolute circle. <laughs> who do you think shops at Honey Bidet? It's a woman who self-identify as curvy and uh, they are looking to liberate themselves and they've made a few resolutions for the new year, but they're not sure if they'll be sticking oh, to them. Oh, <laughs> mate, I know that vibe. It's, uh, yeah. I've got a surprise for you. On Christmas, you come into into the lounge and they're in it eating corn chips in the fucking. <laughs> and go, and then they keep yelling, "Why won't you fuck me? <laughs> Don't you love me anymore?" <laughs> that's that's the clientele. Yeah, man, honey bidet is like soft bondage and uh, like l- lace and weird leather. 
uh, for girls who have just figured out that they can come. Dude, why don't why don't guys wear lingerie? <laughs> Um, because uh, because uh, it's disgusting. The male body is grotesque, and it should be covered up. I would love, man, to to go like I've got a surprise for you, and you open up a trench coat, and you're in male lingerie, and then you're like, "Why won't you fuck me? Why won't you fuck me?" And it's got all the lace, and your small little ball sack with the balls out on either side, and it's just. Dude, it's the same reason that um it's the same reason that when you watch Silence of the Lambs, that Buffalo Bill Goodbye Horses scene, it's like, did that turn you on? Like was that you know what I mean? Oh mate, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Where where he's putting the lipstick on, he tucks his dick between his legs and he goes, Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. They always do that tuck, (laughs) hey? Comedians do it all the time. Where they run out on stage with it tucked, and then you can't really see it. The tuck is very funny. It's a, uh, I think that's classic comedy, man. It'll never die, you know. I think, you know, leaving on a roll, the best way to actually leave would have been to pull down my pants, do the tart, and then run out, and you can see my little tiny dick and ball sack uh, in between where my asshole is as it runs off. That is, that's how Sam Campbell should do the gala next year. He runs out like that. You've been holding it tucked the whole set. You pull the pants down and you turn around and they just see everything as you as you have to just just oh. with your legs, knees together, walk off stage. <laughs> and then Adam Hills comes back and goes, Sorry about that, guys. That um that won't be making it to air. Oh <laughs> uh, mate. Do you know what I've I've realized no one's done? Is when someone's in that position, you need to camel slap that back. If you, you know what I mean? When they run off, you've got to give them a slap on the back. You get absolutely <laughs> devastated. If you fucking whacked right there on that target, you would put them into a fucking wheelchair, don't you think? With it all tucked <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. buried back. And you, if you could hit that target with a slap, you could put yeah. someone into a body bag. But I mean, I still think the ultimate gala said, I'm going to talk to Campbell about it. Him playing his last year gala set. Fuck, yeah, I want him to really, do it. It's really, it's very fucking funny. Because it's, it's what I was trying to get, like, Becky Lucas to do for, I don't know her well, but, like, she was doing Conan O'Brien, and you know he shakes Ooh. your hand? Yeah. I was trying to tell her to do the, you know how you, you put your hand through your hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do the Do you know psych. what I mean? Like, you go too, too slow, <laughs> you know, like, like, you're too cool. I wanted to walk Dude, up, he goes to shake, and then you, you slide it past and push your hair back and, like, walk <laughs> off. And I was like, dude, if you do that, you will blow up. If a guy yeah. comes out, he's stoked at the set, he comes to shake your hand, you miss it, and then slide your hand through your hair in that lame move, and then walk off. I said, I will fucking explode. I said, I don't think you could do anything funnier on the show. Do you think that would have been good? Dude, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, man. Dude, man, you know, there's the other thing I was thinking is like, you know those, uh, do- how Domino's will send you texts every uh, like it's like they know they know what you're what you're doing. Like they'll send yeah, yeah. you a text and they'll be like, "Oh, you've been watching the football, mate. How about a garlic bread half price with your next order Deli- delivery from thirteen ninety five? Kind of thing. It's like you need that and like with the honey but hey thing. It's like that's I think that's what the uh, uh, that's what cigarettes need is they need to bring all of this together. They need to have the they need to identify the like the people who have lost the will to live right. And they yeah. need a direct market to them and be like, oh, mate, like the, the, the move would be one, oh, one of those um, uh, online 
uh, counseling services where you can text them in and go like, oh, I've been feeling blue and someone jumps oh. on and goes, how you doing? Except they're like, it's it, it's it's sponsored by, uh, by fucking Benson and Hedges. Oh, I love that. So you email yeah. in and you're like, Whatever you do, seek help, medication. Also, we're throwing in a complimentary fucking packet of Marlboro yeah. Red. Is that, look, it, it sounds ter- it sounds terrible, man. I mean, one point four million dollars like that's so much money. Oh my god, I'd, I'd retire. I wouldn't be working here if I had that much. Uh, anyway, there's a there's a pack of Benson and Hedges in the mail, and uh, I just want to let you know that uh, if you're too much of a coward, you can always you can always slowly take yourself out a pack a day at a time. Dude, that's a coward suicide <laughs> in cigarettes. And you know what I like? Mate, speaking of the homeless guys, because I ran into a comic that is from over east. I won't say his name, but he's, um, he's fallen foul of there. I saw him. I hadn't seen him for a while. And he, was, um, he said, I said, what have you been up to? And he said, oh, I'm doing a lot of charity work. I help out a lot uh, at the tent site, homeless stuff. And I'm like, dude. You're homeless just because you're helpful around the site. Like, you can't say that you're doing charity work. I'm like, you're homeless and you're just being helpful. I'm like, and he goes, oh, well, yeah, it was kind of like that. For a while I was sleeping in the tents, but now I help out with the dispensing. But you know That's what I mean? Like you so can quickly, good, quickly rebrand that you're, you're now helping. I'm, I'm a charity worker because it's sort of like a prisoner and a prison warden. In many ways, you are, you're in jail. I imagine Craig is up at uh, Brisbane Correctional Facility right now and he's, he's got his weekly phone call and someone's coming and he's like, how you doing, mate? He's like, yeah, good, man. I think I'm getting some really good leads in here. It's, uh, it's all going really well. And they're like, no, Craig, you're going to jail, mate. You're going to jail for, for five years. And he's like, no, I'm in jail, but I'm networking. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hustling. I'm just in here hustling. It's like, no, you're a prisoner. <laughs> you're a prisoner. It's like, no, no, it's, just, I'm, it's a cell, mate. I'm selling. It's like, no, you're a cell, mate. It's not a cell, mate. You are a cell, mate. Mate, I'm building the business <laughs> from the ground up. It's sort of, that's what I've always found funny, like I was saying with the prison warden, because they always judge the prisoners, but they live the exact same life, yeah, except they exactly. maybe get a Snickers bar every like three hours and a cup yeah. of water. They've still got people throwing feces through cages and stabbing, but you wander around and go, well, sucked in, you know, you're, you're paid for your time, but you've just got a stick, but you're actually in that toxic, horrible environment the whole day. Like, do you know what I mean? Listening to their yeah. convos about fucking... Uh, horrific crimes. That must be the worst job, dude. Well, when I was reading the, um, uh, like when you read about the Stanford prison experiment, you don't think like, oh, wow, it would have been fun to be a warden in that. You think like, oh, that sounds fucking depressing for everyone. Mate, well, that's what I'm saying to you. Like how people voluntarily do that. And it was like what I was saying um, earlier on, when you see a tradie out in the sun with that fucking mm. T-shirt on, I'm like, Dude, there's better conditions in prison. Like, just go and rob a 7-Eleven and get yourself a TV in your cell. No one has to work in 42-degree heat, even in jail. They're like, nah, we're all staying in. Aircon on, boys, and some uh, frosty fruits are coming around, you know, at three. Don't you think? I think that would be like that. This is what Dalton said to me at Bunnings last night. Um, uh because we're in that plumbing section looking for, a, like, a bit to go on this fucking PVC pipe. And he's like, man, people make fun of tradies, but, like, some guy can come around to your house, like, glance into your bathroom, and then disappear for five, like, 15 minutes up the road, come into this aisle and be like, yep, 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 like, buy the 15 things that you need perfectly, come back and do a full installation. And we're here for, for 20 minutes looking for... Uh, 
a, a cap to go on oh, end of no, a pipe mate. that doesn't have a thread on it. I'm like, I'm like, dude, it, it's 100%. Like, what the, f- like, how the fuck can you, can you do? Like, I can't look at a bolt. I have to get my fucking set out and go like 10, 12. Yeah, 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 totally. No, it, oh, no, it's 13. There it is. I got it. But, you know, I wonder if Bunnings changes the order of the aisles. Because, you know, in Coles, they do it to trick you to buy mm. more so that housewives do, get man. lost and end up buying chickens. And I'm like, that was one of the most annoying things at Big Dub when I worked there was the fact that the um, the aisles always change. I'm like, fucking hell. Why do we have yeah, the nappies yeah. where the fucking pet shit is? I've just got into a rhythm. They've got, they have a, they do twofold uh, on the Gold Coast, right? The, there's two Bunnings near me, right? One is in, is right next to Southport Sharks, which is an AFL club, right? Yeah. Right next to Southport Sharks. And it's called Bunnings Arundel. And then the other one, which is the other way, <laughs> near yeah. Arundel, is called Southport. That one's the Southport Bunnings. Oh, it doesn't, my. it, and I and every time I think it in my head, I'm like, okay, they're swapped. But I swap them back and I swap them back oh, and forth. Oh, mate, in fact, it so, fucks you up. And then yet last night I looked up. I was like, we go to aisle four, and we walk to aisle four because I'm looking for this fucking insulation that I can like like do circular saw cuts on top of. And we get to aisle four, and I'm like, well, this is a timber section. So what the fuck's going on? We walk all the way around it. You're in the wrong store, dude. And the thing, like we were saying before, you, you can never find the cunts because it's always a flash. I'm like, are we in Arundel or Southport? And Dalton goes, this is Southport. And I go, motherfucker. God yeah, damn it, mate. every fucking time I do this. Dude, what is that movie where you see flashes? Do you know, I think it might have been Aliens. Aliens, where like you know Sigourney Weaver or whatever, you would see it in the uh, the corridor and then it would flash past. Do you remember the Aliens, the original movie? Did they have a lot of scenes like that? Did you mean Alien, like the yeah, one? Yeah, Alien, horror, Alien, the action? original one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm saying that's what that's what Bunnings employees are like. You just see it there at all. That's what they feel like. You're like, yeah, was that yeah, a fucking yeah. employee? And it's just like <laughs> shoot fast. I get so angry with them. Because when you eventually find them, you're fuming, hey. You're like, come with me. And he goes, I work in the paint section. I'm like, fucking come with me now. I need to get out of this place. <laughs> yeah. Fucking come and find well, This is what I found last night, right, is that we, we cut this PVC piping and this guy who's been oh, – like, it looks like he's been working at Bunnings for 40 fucking years, right, in the, uh, in the timber section, which is also where they have the, these big pipes. He's like – Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, this is uh, this is what you need. You cut it down. I'm like, cool. Cut it down. He goes, I'm like, now what about like? Uh, he's like, oh, if you get a stopper, you get a stopper for it on that yeah. end, and you get a thread with a cap on the other end. I'm like, oh, great. And they fill you with all the confidence in the world. He's like, mate, just over in the plumbing section. I'm like, thanks so much for your help, man. And then I wander over to the plumbing section, and then uh, we're standing there, and I'm going what's a stopper like what the fuck is that cunt talking (laughs) i'm not a plumber i'm not a fucking plumber like what what you what you need is that they go like mate just over in the plumbing section man you get that you get a stopper and you get a little thread screw cap and you and you grab them by the hand and you hold as hard tightly as you can you go show me show me and he goes what he goes show me walk me there I'm not letting go until you show me what the fuck you mean. I've, I lose respect for a tradie when they go, like, I've just got to pop down to Bunnings to get a part. I'm like, what the fuck? I want my plumber to have, 
I want him to have his own hookup. He should have like a weird wholesale, uh, you know, in an in a industrial area. Bunnings have a trade center that you're not privy to. That, no, but I'm just saying I get annoyed. They're like, I'm going to Bunnings. I'm like, what? You should have a, in an industrial area, have a hookup. What the fuck? I'm getting ripped off here. I'm paying retail, you <laughs> fuckhead. Don't get retail. Um, where's no, your mate, they get a trade. They get a trade card. It's sick, you know. They get they get a discount. Trade, mate. Trade. Do you know card. what someone should do? Is do a bit of stand up about the Bunnings hot dog. I reckon that'd be huge. Fuck, man, the snag. That would be so good, dude. The sta- the Australian love of the snag. Man, you because you know what, dude. People love a fucking snag from Bunnings. Love a snag. Love a snag. Love a snag. You know what? Uh, you know what? To be honest, the IKEA one's better. It's cheaper. It's pink meat. But it's cleaner. It's a cleaner eat. I don't want the fucking onions. And I'm like, yours are three dollars. Are they three bucks each? Bunning, Bunnings are three, three, two fifty. Uh, IKEA one dollar. Wait, wait, and also the Bunnings hot dog is not a hot dog. It's a sausage sandwich. Yeah, yeah, sausage sandwich. Is. And you know what the thing is? Ours is more like the American dog, the IKEA. The one that we've adopted. Everyone loves the Bunnings, and I don't mind it, but I just do like to confuse them by going, but what about IKEA? They've got some good doggies. Do you know, just to annoy their culture. They're like, we all love the dog. There was a comic here that said, um, he, he wrote, you know, Black Lives Matter. He, I think he wrote Bunning Sausages Matter. Or Would it be like Bunning Snags Matter? <laughs> he wrote something like Black Lives Matter and he said Bunning Sausages Matter or something and held up the front. Such a dumb cunt. He was hated. He tried to tie in the fucking hot dog to the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. He got hammered. And the thing was, because he had never got traction, he was loving it. He got like yeah, yeah. thousands of followers. He's like, this is my big break. He's like, how can I pivot this? How do I pivot? And he always thought, you know what? When you get famous, you're going to get your detractors. I'm like, there was only detractors. People were shocked and going, this fucking, someone bashed this cut. Someone bashed this cut. And he was going, um, Mozart had his detractors. See if you could name two. What's that chopper like? Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember. Mozart had his detractors. See if you can name two. Or some shit. Or some line like that. The, the, the IKEA hot dog is made uh, by the employees of Ikea who have been hired to work at the hot dog station at Ikea. The bunning sausage is made by the uh, Southport un- under eight division three netball team on the yeah. weekend. <laughs> Dude, like- and they're in there and there's just a little kid picking his nose, watching his mum sling these things out. And, but you know what the thing is? I like the more, this, this, even though it's shit, I know it's processed because it was like when I worked at Big Dub, like processed food. Did you ever realise you can eat the box packing? Have you ever tried it? Do you know oh, that? Oh, yeah, like those, the, um, the, they've got the new biodegradable uh, like packing peanuts. Yeah, that yellow sponge is made out of like a starch or a corn. I was crushing the boxes one night at um, Big Dub and I was like emptying a box and I just tried one. And then it was like Pringles to me. I was eating, <laughs> dude, eating the stuff. Oh dude, I was like, these fuck. are unbelievable. I'm like, a bit of salt. These are fucking, these are chips. You're and a just, retard. You're a fucking I used to retard. eat the box packing. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I found that out uh, uh, a few, uh, yeah, a few months ago. I remember I ordered some shisha thing 
and it came with the packing and it'd be coming with the packing peanuts for maybe I'd been buying from this place for like six months and every time I got it I was like oh why are they, these fucking packing peanuts man like what so horrible for the environment and then I um I uh, I read something about the biodegradable ones um and then the the first thing I learned is that they taste like shit because I put I was like I wonder if it's a biodegradable one no mate the ones I had were great. no 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 they taste like shit. I, I I know they taste like shit because I tried this one. And yeah, I was, but maybe you had. I had. I might have not had biodegradable ones. The ones I they're, had no, were they, great. They are. They're the, they're the ones that they're like. Yeah, you could eat them if you want to. It's like it's it's fucking cornstarch. It dissolves in water, and that's it. How's this for an idea? Why do we use paper and stuff? Make it a food product, and you could just feed r- local rats and pigeons and shit. Like <laughs> yeah, all wrapping should feed be food. All the vermin. <laughs> it's perfect. No, but you know what I mean. And they just go like. Do you know McDonald's wrappers should be edible? Like you just fucking, you know, the cup, you should be able to eat it. Uh, like a fucking rat should be able to eat that. You just do paper, change it to some sort of cornstarch shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I messaged that. I messaged the company and I was like, man, you should, um, uh, uh, as much as I'm a, as much as I'm a fuckhead, uh, I, I was genuinely like, oh, I, like, I don't, I, I feel, I feel bad ordering from this place because they're sending me boxes with all these fucking styrofoam peanuts. In yeah, there. yeah. And I emailed them and I was like, man, like, they, like, I didn't realize these were biodegradable. You should, you should put that in there because, like, it made, made me feel a lot better about the fact. Yeah, it that doesn't matter what happens with it. It's always going to de- degrade. Oh, I thought you were saying so that they would do something with it or biodegrade, even if you're a moron. No, no. So that, so, so that, like, uh, I guess so that I didn't, because I, I was just feeling shitty and it made me not like. It made me go like, oh, is there somewhere else where they don't like, like, like you know that I can order from? Mate, not you, you such a you got such a good heart because I had McDonald's, I had a thick shake yesterday and had the paper straw and I was fucking fuming. You can't you can't make it through you can't make it through the thick shake without it uh, breaking down. I, know. I threw Frozen the fucking cup well. out my car window onto the fucking street. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. I bought metal straws. I was like, I was like, yeah, I get what you're doing, but I'm I'm I've got metal straws now. Dude, you so. can't enjoy a thick shake with a paper straw because by the no. end it's all cogged up and it, it links. And I honestly. Yep through the cup into the fucking forest and with the frozen coke right because like it's it starts to melt and then you you swirl it around with the straw to to mix it all up again um and when you do that with the paper straw it just starts to to disintegrate yeah um yeah and then anyway so i emailed and then i'm like oh yeah cool we'll, we'll let people know and then i made what i thought was a very funny video but it didn't get any traction where i showed me eating one of the packing peanuts and then I had a shot between my legs of packing peanuts um, falling into the toilet. Like I'd shat them straight out. And I'm like, oh, that's these, weren't, great. these weren't edible. Yeah, that's but no great. one liked it. Nah, no traction. <laughs> well, dude, I used to eat them, man. I'm going to have to go soon because like this is my whole day now. Yeah, well, as it fucking should be. <laughs> let's, um, let's, uh, okay. I've got to go drive around, dude, and check bridges. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Dude, if you get a hard hat, right, yeah, you get a hard hat, you can walk around and tell people that you're an engineer and no one would hassle you. You know what I mean? Like if you're at a bridge at a lookout or uh, some up someplace high uh, where people would usually be going like, no, don't do it. But you got a hard hat on and high vis, you can sit up there and ponder your life choices for as long as you want. I used to do it at uh, hotels when you were younger. You could just walk in and use their phone. If you just acted like it was normal. Yeah. Like you just go behind yeah, the lobby desk and then you would sit on one of the, che- the swivel chairs and you just ring and go like, yeah, man, we're drinking down at this hotel. They're having one of the events. And then they'd be like, who are you? And you're like, Shh, I'm on the phone 
You just like if you just do like shh, I'm on the phone, like 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 you outrank them, and then they'd sort of walk off, and you'd see them angrily talk to another colleague, like who the fuck is that pimply cunt on our phone <laughs> on the reception desk? Well, did I ever tell? Did I ever tell you uh, uh, when we were working uh, that morning show in Christchurch? Uh, after the Christchurch earthquake, they had this big benefit, right? Um, uh, and like these big New Zealand bands are playing, like the Exponents, I think we're headlining, and like the fucking Paul Henry from um, Sun, our version of Sunrise from the the beer, the Young Henrys. Yeah, yep, that's him. Um, yeah, Paul Henry was like, like they had Sunrise hosting. It was all televised and stuff. And uh, we were playing this game where we would see how far my co-host could get in a high-vis vest, right? Yep. And, man, we got, him, we got him through all the barriers and everything. I think he had a clipboard. And we got him, as they're doing a live announce, to walk up to Paul Henry while he's being like, and we'll come back right after these commercials. And he goes around and just puts his arm around him and he's just standing there staring down the camera on TV before he has to sprint oh, off. Oh, mate, he got, to, he got to the heart of the beast. Do you know what would have yeah, been man. so good if, if he had interrupted? I would have loved it if he interrupted and said, hey, we just want to see if you've got your license to record you <laughs> and actually get them to get paperwork out and go like yep this all checks out film on fuck it and then walk on like actually become the ultimate bureaucrat that would be beautiful what's that joke where, where you try sell more and more offensive things do you know that joke the aristocrat the, the aristocrat this could be called yeah, yeah, the yeah. bureaucrat that's the joke <laughs> i was thinking of in my head i couldn't link it the bureaucrat. You try, it, you try and make it more and more obscure to get something done. But yeah, the bureaucrat, which is trying <laughs> to just put bureaucracy in the most weird places in uh, yeah. Hive's jackets. The bureaucrat. <laughs> and it's like, mate, yeah, yeah, you need a license. And they're in the water. But I think now I'm thinking of the idea, and I'm pretty sure Nazim did that on his um, show. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that's a sketch that's been done. I, I think they might even go back to like Mon Monty Python, Flying Circus, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the beach with a clipboard. I suddenly remembered like that must have been. But it's, I think I've seen it elsewhere as well, to be honest. Yeah. Dude, I've got to go, man. I've got to go. Buy yeah, low, okay. sell high. <laughs> but what, what do we uh, have? How, yeah, how have, we, how have we been this week? I mean, we've got... BRU, which was a, a late edition, um, and uh, A2M. Well, BRU, BRU's um, got Origin funding it, but it's going to take some time to get it running. But it was, a, you know, it had a failed campaign a few years ago and it got up, you know, to 30 mil market cap before, or, you know, it, it drifted up quite nicely to around, um, you know, even pre-drilling. And now we've got Origin backing us. I mean, it's, if you're willing to sit, it should go all right. Warringah mm -hmm. we're still waiting for. Obviously, we haven't even updated. Warringah hit too much pressure and had to abort. So the big payday that I've been patiently waiting for has been uh, reconvened to a later date because we know that there might be stuff there now, but it was meant to be target depth with a triple. We were meant to take that triple and then triple it again, and then I was meant to buy my fucking house. <laughs> well, this was weird about it is that WGO, like, everyone's sitting there going like, oh, it's a bit speculative what's going to happen with W3. And then what happens? They fucking, they go, we've hit too much fucking gas. It's blowing shit up. There's, they, they posted a picture of a fucking, one of those gas pipe fires, like an old oil movie. Dude, it was like a Saudi Arabia where, where it was like, um, 
Iraq when they lit all the fucking houses, you know, because there's like, a war. It looked like a joke, man. And they were like, 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 oh, look at it. You won't believe it. We can't. Ha- we've hit so much gas that we can't fucking handle it. I went on a hot copper, and there's still people there going, "Yeah, mate. Well, like, like, like some fucking yeah. Sure, sure you're a fucking geologist, can't go. Oh, like, they no, they're going. It could have been a pocket. Yeah, mate. well, mate, you know what? It's some like it could be a it could be a pocket. Sometimes these pockets occur, and then it's like, mate, they, dude, it blew up the fucking. It killed four people, man. What are you talking about? Are you- I hope it killed some of that drill team. Do you know what I'd love to see? Like uh, one of the drillers trying to light, light a cigarette off that, burning his face. <laughs> Fucking useless assholes. Hey, they made a meal of it. But man, this picture, dude, it looks like a joke. And then what happens the next day? Uh, it drifts and then it drifts down a little bit. But I, man, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, it's this uh, the absolute uh, absolute opposite of. Hanlon's razor, man. It's fucking malice through and through, dude. They've been holding it down like that, like your, uh, uh, like Jeremy's dad with the fucking uh, the the pull, <laughs> the pull oh, stick yeah. holding Jared him underwater. Dad. But you know what the thing was? I um, yeah, yeah, man. I I still think they've missed a beat because I would sack the whole drill team. Like I think they're contractors and I, they've got the rig there. And I'd fuck them off or at least re-overhaul just from a branding issue. I'm like, whoever fucking headed up the last two campaigns has to go if you're smart. Fucking throw them mm. out onto the fucking fire. Like just from a branding perspective, I'm like, he's a fucking, he's not done a good job. They've been fuck up after fuck up and, you know, it costs us money. And I'm like, I know they always say it's a tough drilling campaign. I don't care. Don't fucking create problems. Do you know what I mean? The reality is if you fuck up, go. It's malice, dude. It, it's malice, I think. I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but I think there's, um, uh, I think it's more fucking smoke and mirrors than that. I think they're like, whatever this drilling team is doing, they've, they've got them doing it on purpose. They're fucking, the holdbacks and delays and whatever. And I think now it, like, it does seem to look like it's drifting up like it, it hit 25.5, which is the highest it's been in fucking Yeah, but then it drifted up. But you know what I want? I'm like, why not pull the gas out now? It's got lot high pressure in there. It doesn't need any additional to get it out. I'm like, who cares how much is in what, there? What, pull it out? Let's, just like, just put just put a big balloon on the other end of the pipe. We don't need any equipment, mate. We've got a big balloon, like a weather balloon. Dude, we just fill, fill up. Fill up, fill up. along the line. Dude, what you do is set up a soda stream business there and just fill it up. <laughs> Filling up little canisters. And then you sell soda streams from the desert. <laughs> They're like, we've got great news. We're not even going to sell the gas. We're putting it into soda streams. We're going into the fucking drinks business. We've got a contract with Big Dub. And they're like, oh, my God. They don't, they don't. Mate, I better go, man. I've got to go outside. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, is uh, have we got? Have we got? I don't think we've got anything new to look at. The last thing that we put on there was. Yeah, we do. Well, brain chip, brain chip looks good. Miso. Yeah, but that's not that's that's not new. Miso's all right, man. It's, st- it's still got its back news, but it's so precarious now because mm. the whole thing that was the catalyst was proximity to revenue, to cash, to cash flow, mm. and now that looks in massive jeopardy. So it's like a fucking daunting stock now for my money yeah. because it's like back could come off and save it but then it's like how far away is it from revenue stream and i'm like mm. look the the problem with these tips is it's a great stock but it also requires the fuckhead to deliver do you know what i mean you can't mm. not get rem cell approved not hit your fucking primary endpoint at heart 
not make your COVID trial. I mean, like, what can you do? Do you know what I mean? The best yeah. available information was that this shit was going to come off. It looked like it had all the makings of it. But then when you look under the skirt and there's, um, there's a penis under it, what are you going to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's then, not a good, a good. No, it's funny. Delete that one. And, and then the last uh, one was uh, uh, A to A to M. Um, how how are you feeling about that one? Well, I didn't. When did I pick A to M? You said you were looking for the uh, the bounce on it because they. Yeah, uh, I got that. I got the minor bounce trade. I'm just looking for. Yeah, I was going to say they had obviously had issues, supply issues with COVID. So early mm. on, people were like hoarding it. So the sales went through. And then you had an issue because it was like with COVID lockdown, uh, some of the illegal supply channels, like people from China come over and put it in suitcases and then take it yeah. over there. So that stopped. Yeah. And that's a big part of their revenue stream. But the business is still <laughs> robust, mate. It's like the, those illegal sales, yeah. uh, it's like um, the sales... Uh, the demand is, is remains there. Yeah, there's a huge demand, and it's just the problem is that the supply channels aren't open, and when they open, then things should be golden. Well, again. What, that's what I'm saying to you, Jess. Because if you get a falter in demand rather than a change in demand, you can't dismiss demand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's yeah. such a dumb move to then dismiss underlying demand if you can explain it as a falter rather than a change mm. in consumer taste. So, I mean, I yeah. don't understand what the big issue is. It's just a passing aberration that will work its way through in the coming year or two. So, yeah, who knows, man? It's just about getting it at the lowest price. I thought I, it would get a, re, a reasonable bounce. It got a little one, but I didn't lock mm. it in. It was like 10% or something. It probably should have just moved on to the next idea because we had like stuff, Nanasonics and some other ones. But, you know, if you want to know about other stocks, you have to um, sign up. Sure thing. Dot money is the website, and you can press invest. Also, um, I will be uh, switching over from Facebook Live to Twitch streaming the edits of the show, um, uh, and then also, uh, I, what I've decided is that I'm going to slowly, slowly uh, just turn this into a twenty four seven stream of whatever's happening in my living room. Um, so you used to be able to watch me on the couch playing video games, having a wank, editing the podcast, doing racist voices. That's going to be popular. It's like Big Brother, but you can call it um, Little Brother because of your height. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. That's great. Oh, nice little cheap. If you make me talk long enough, I'm going to run out of fucking ideas. We've been talking for three hours, 20. I need to go outside. It's getting hard. Yeah, man. But if we hit four hours, it's a new it's a new record. The uh, but the, the only problem with the uh, the Facebook live streaming of the edit is that uh, like I, I think I'd, I'd max out at like five viewers, and all of them just had weird uh, weird questions about you, uh, or they would ask like, which bits did you have to cut out? Oh, <laughs> man. because it's um, there's a guy in Xmouth that goes online and he gets people. And um, he's a local that looks like a fucking egghead. Like, he looks like um, Humph Humpty Dumpty. And they, there are a lot of people trolling him and being mean and accusing him of being a paedophile. And he basically logs on every night with his hair gelled up and goes to war defending his character. But the reality is it gives him an outlet, just like those dolphin porcelain things. He, he needs that. Do you know, he acts yeah, like he yeah, hates it. Yeah, but at 8 yeah. o'clock every day... He lines up because he's found a fucking connection with the, the world when he should actually just be watching fucking The Bill, reruns of The Bill in a back house. That'll be me. Uh, I think it's uh, – I'll add it to the website, but I think it's just uh, – it's Twitch slash Sure Thing podcast where I'll slowly be transitioning 
into uh not like that transitioning into having uh, everything everything streamed on there from stupid podcast edits to um Mate, just to me racking up lines of Dexy. <laughs> Do you know what I love about, like, every human is a, exists and is worthwhile, but, like, Jordan, what's his name? Logan Paul, just everyone wants to listen, like, and I love it, like, it would validate anything. Like, if Logan Paul, he's trying to fight with his fucking, with a vending machine, he'll fight with anything to lift his profile. But it works for us as well. Like, if we could get, if he came on our pod, then suddenly it's popular, even though he's like, yes. who is he? Like, why, is, why, does this, why does this even matter? But it does. Like, he'd come in and then suddenly it's huge. And I'm like, but why is he validated in this one life? Like, who is that guy? What is he? <laughs> well, this is the thing is that we've, we've committed ourselves to the hardest form of growth, which is uh, no guests. So it's just you and me screaming into the void. I know, not, le- not leveraging our relationships with anyone. So tell people you know to listen and invest. Well, you know what? It make, makes it hard because you've got to, when you get a guest, you can force them to tag it. And then you tap into their, they're like, I wonder what he said on there. Yeah. And you can say, yeah. um, Nick Cody has said something scandalous about Triple M. <laughs> listen in and then find out the full goss. And then you make him tag it and you basically steal 40% of his listenership. But we don't get that. What I found out is that there are, I was talking to some other people about podcasts that they run. Um, and there's, uh, man, there are a couple out, of, out there doing like fucking, uh, who, who just tweak the formula. You know what I mean? Like you've got some, something like come down, come town doing half a million downloads an episode, which is great. And they fucking rake in, I think over $65,000 us a month, which is, which is great as well. But man, there are other podcasts out there where they've gone like, okay, our niche is about 300 people. If they yep. all give us X amount of dollars, like that's, perfect like that's uh that's 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 great like that works for our patreon and that's uh that's what we're, Dude, we're, we've got that like same. Uh, so we're we're aspiring to be in a, a suburban dad that just subsists subsists we're going for it no we're going for a niche of people who have all given us this super oh mate and then we end up we end up like it's an annual trip to bunbury camping with the 30 listeners? <laughs> with, that, with that 30 listeners. Our 30 listeners. We put, a, we put the entire podcast behind a superannuation wall. <laughs> Dude, and at the end, of the, the end of the year, we have shots of everyone's growth, of actual listeners, and it's like... <laughs> Their, their achievements and it's sort of the everyone's holding up a little uh, a little printed out candlestick chart that shows their super fun growing they're, 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 the the handful of listeners and we're like we're off to Bunbury guys we want to thank you all we're gonna go Bunbury and you know first night we thought fish and chips on us you're more than welcome to bring a friend <laughs> the, uh, the last thing I wanted to say is that uh, I've cashed out. Of, I did cash out of crypto, like I said before. But now, man, um, it's I'm trying to be zen with it. But I'm sitting there looking at it, going like, okay, well, I selling out at 1100 was good. It was a smart move. I made a three bag. But I'm also looking at it hit 1320 today, going like, fuck. If I had stayed in that, I would have had another. Yeah, 10 but man, that's a, that was the mistake I made with my money on me. So you can't pick the high. You can never pick the high. You can never pick the low. You got to take the percentage that you're comfortable with. Your ego has to realize you will never be perfect. So you can't mm-hmm. be a perfect trader. So you take you what can you never can. Be a perfect that's trader. the Zen move now. But also if you could lend me money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I better go. I'm out. This is the end. All right. See you Catch later. Catch you later, brah. Down, down.
sure thing got money. Welcome to my life. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 